Episode 22 for December 2007. The Spider-Man Crawlspace.com podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They'd like to be your monthly supplier of new comics. They offer discounts from 38 up to 75% off cover price. For instance, the 299 Spider-Man book is a buck 85, and those prices can't be beat, and neither can their customer service. Again, that's MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back to our Christmas edition of the SpiderManCrawlspace.com podcast. I'm Brad Douglas, the webmaster site, and I'm very happy to have Electric back on to put on this show. In case you haven't heard, I went six days, get it, six days without Electric due to a terrible Missouri ice storm. So I'm happy to be back online. Somebody else happy to be back online is JR. JR, welcome. He's from SpideyKicksButt.com. Hello, everyone, on a very snowy winter evening from Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, yes, and, and le- hopefully no ice. In Ohio. Not yet. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, JR just posted three new articles on his site in the last three weeks. So I think that's like a record. Uh, pretty close, yeah. Reviewing uh, Spider-Man 3, and also he's catching up. He's doing a year in review of 2006. So check those out. 2008 to start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's starting on that for January. Hopefully we have Spider-Man comics by January 08. Uh, also, we have Morbius, the administrator on the Crawl Space message board. Morbius, how's your wine? You're, you're having a little wine as we record the show. Yeah, I got the uh, debauchery on this end of the podcast. I got my wine and my cigarettes, so <laughs> I'm ready to go. You're our bad boy of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I call myself a vampire. I have to live up to it. Somehow. Yeah, no doubt. Hopefully it's red wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And somebody else enjoys a good beverage. <laughs> Spidey Dude from SpideyDude.com, and his site's going to be launched in January 2008. Spidey Dude, welcome. Very excited to be back. Uh, very excited to have the, the, the website hopefully up and running. by. We're, we're shooting for January 2008, and I think we're going to actually make that deadline this time. So uh, for those of you that have been listening for the past year and a half, uh, it actually is going to happen. Awesome. And in case you're wondering, so. all of us are hooked up through Skype on this edition of the show, so hopefully we're a little clearer. I know Spidey Dude sounds a little clearer tonight. Yeah, but new cell phone, I, the, after the one I broke in half, after the three-hour marathon with Dan Slott, <laughs> uh, the one I got was a pretty pretty crappy cell phone, so, you know, what can and, you do? And, and luckily, none of us have to hold a cell phone to our ears anymore for three hours on end, so we're all headset. So... Good job. Well, and if anybody from uh, Skype is listening, you just got all that advertising for free. Think of what you could get if you were paying us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Feel free, Skype. Yeah. Spider-Man Crawl Space at Hotmail.com. <laughs> we will gladly pimp your product, brother. All right. <laughs> well, gang, in the uh, month since we did the November show, there's only been one mainstream Spidey 616 title, and that's uh, Sensational Spider-Man number 41. And in case you're keeping track, that's the third part of the One More Day crossover. So 
we're going to do spoilers, so if you're you're listening and you haven't read it, hit pause and go read the book and come back. But uh, in that book, we discover the Spidey's possibly going to make a deal with the devil Mephisto. He's basically Mephisto's basically saying, "I'll give you Aunt May's life if you give me your marriage." So, Jr., what's your take on it so far? What's what's your take on part three? Uh, put us out of our misery. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, Usually when the devil wants a man to suffer, he makes him stay married. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so this is not Holy usually. Holy cow. <laughs> um, there's, you know, there's more dialogue in one of these issues than in a year's worth of Ultimate Spider-Man, but there's still even less said. Yeah. I mean, um, again, this is the third issue in a row of nothing but just babble. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I don't know much about the devil. Um, I've, uh, you know, usually try to avoid contact with him at all uh, at all costs. Yeah. But I, I, I honestly, <laughs> I mean, of all the things the devil would want, yeah, he wants to break up Spider-Man's marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can see what what would the devil want? Let's see, uh, chaos, destruction, nope. uh, you know, God, <laughs> um, you know. Oh no, he wants to break up Spider-Man's marriage. <laughs> Okay, that, that seems like some pretty devil devil behavior to me. So uh, this is this is just another waste of time, and uh, you know I, I you know and you're paying four dollars for it mm-hmm. <laughs> each and every month, and the special you get this month is Mephisto's profile and first appearance. Yep. Now, aren't you glad you're paying the extra dollar? <laughs> I, I think we're going to be hard pressed to top the line. If you want to be, want to, what was the line? Say it one more time. The devil, he'd make. If the, typically, if the devil wanted a man to suffer, he'd make him stay married. <laughs> I think I read that on the fortune cookie one time at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> so, oh, cha, cha, cha. yeah, there you go. So basically, a thumbs down from Jr. on this issue, huh? Huge thumbs down. All right, and a middle finger. Uh, more, yes, there you more. Go. What's your take on the book? What a steaming pile of cow shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, we, we can tell the wine's kicked in. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to think that a cold beer was the worst thing in the world, but I guess a cold uh, pile of cow shit would be, be pretty bad. No, uh, the, the wine is because this issue pretty much drove me to drinking, let's face it. <laughs> That son of a bitch was awful. It was painful. I felt ripped off. And my God. Although I will give that this is proof when they tell us that they don't change storylines when people have called it. Here's your proof. Because I think 75% of the population called this months ago. Mm -hmm. And we all said, no, no, no. They won't do anything that obvious and bad. But, hey, that's the Mary Marvel way. (laughs) So, um, there's two... Besides the obvious, there's two major beefs I have in the writing of this yeah. issue. You're, you're on a cow theme, I'm noticing. <laughs> there's cow shit, and then there's beefs. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, apparently I'm hungry. Um, yes, that's right. Morbius is not a vegetarian, folks. <laughs> Eat your hearts out. Yeah. Um, a, we see him talking to two future versions of himself that somehow is supposed to make him make this decision, even though these two versions without Mary Jane are miserable. And guess what? We don't hear a word about Aunt May in these two versions. So what good did that do? If uh, they wanted to do something like that, they should have given him a chat with maybe future versions of May, maybe future versions of Mary Jane, you know, something that was, I don't know, relevant. Mm -hmm. 
might have helped. Um, my second beef is pretty much what JR said about Mephisto's deal here, because this is the same guy that made a deal with Johnny Blaze for his soul, no less. Yeah. For his soul. Mm-hmm. And the deal was that he would cure the cancer of Johnny Blaze's father. Okay, deal is made. I think it was about a day later that he had his father die in a motorcycle wreck. Right. Now, has Spider-Man never talked <laughs> to Johnny Blaze? I, I'm pretty sure I've seen them together before. And if we're going to have this happy-go-lucky Spider-Man in Brand New Day, he makes this deal. I don't think the devil is just going to go ahead and kill Aunt May. So, basically, we are officially pussyfying the devil. <laughs> Wow, this this is the show of one-liners. I'm liking. I wish I had some. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's my two cents. Wow, Spidey dude, you have a lot to get. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Holy do that. cow, these two yeah. guys are good, man. Well, besides the fact that you know, everybody wants to call Casada Satan. I think we've pretty much proven the fact that he is Satan. <laughs> He's using Satan in his mouthpiece. I want your marriage. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on. In case there's any kids listening anymore. <laughs> and Carl Space Podcast. What'd you say, JR? <laughs> I said, I think that'll be the first word to be beeped out in the history of the Spider-Man. Oh, man. <laughs> you just turned this from a, from a PG to a, to a PG-13 or a light off. We're going to have nudity before the show's over. Hopefully none of us. <laughs> Out of us. <laughs> hey, for all the listeners know, we've had nudity on every single show. So oh, far. man, I did not know, know you're drinking. <laughs> okay, Spidey Dude again, what were you saying? <laughs> JR, I mean, not JR, <laughs> Joe Q is the devil. <laughs> well, you know, everybody calls Joe Q Satan, so he just basically said, okay, we're, we're going to make, you know, me the, him the mouthpiece for me, him, and the marriage. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm proving my fans, my, I'm sorry, not my fans, my haters right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, God, I, I just, I read this issue, I thought, oh, the art's okay. Mm. At least it's got, I've got at least passable. Yeah. Uh, but, oh my God, it, it just, I was like, that's it? Yeah. That's it? And I got the, I got the Mephisto cover. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there going. No, you, you got the, uh, the, oh, uh, yeah. Spider-Man cover. Mephisto's the last part, it hadn't come out yet. Uh, I thought I, uh, I don't remember what the hell I got. <laughs> anyway, no, seriously. I think you I, got I pissed off is what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got pissed off. I pissed off and threw it in the back of my closet. <laughs> so I was just, uh, yeah, it was like, oh, please. Uh, as JR put it, put it me out of my misery. Just shoot myself in the face. That's what I really wanted to do after I read that yeah. issue. And, and just, oh, I'm a, uh, you know, I can't come up with some witty one-liner like the other two did. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I guess it's three thumbs down. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Although, as uh, what Spidey was saying about the art, I will give this book the one plus that Joe Q turns out to draw a pretty badass Mephisto. Yeah, I, I just did. I, he doesn't do human faces that well, in my opinion. I mean, I could not tell that that old man was Peter Parker. I mean, well, I knew it from the context. Yeah. I thought it was pretty obvious what was going on, but yeah, it, it looked more like uh, Jameson. It, it's it's sort of a uh, it's a wonderful life with or no uh, Christmas Carol for Spider Man. I'm guessing, you know, he kind of goes back. This is your alternate life, blah blah blah. So, 
which means JMS doesn't want to write this story, so he's just looking at other ones and saying, eh, that worked. <laughs> That's our next topic, don't jump. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Apparently I didn't read the rundown. I guess, well I guess I can give my two cents on it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it. I wish it would come out in a more timely manner so we get, we get it. This is basically house cleaning for Marvel, in my opinion. I think they have an agenda that they feel that Spider-Man and Peter Parker will be better served to the reading public and more accessible if he's single. And that seems to be all the road signs are pointing to, that we're going to make him single, blah, blah, blah. And I, I hope they do a, a turn on us. I hope uh, that they are have a red herring or something or a red bird or whatever it's called that he's flying around. Red a red bird. bird. <laughs> I am from St. Louis. I got a cardinal. Anyway, um, hopefully there's a twist at the end of this book. I mean, if he if he just takes the marriage and he wipes the memory of Mary Jane, if, if you ever see Peter Parker hooked up with another girl, you're going to be like, man, he's cheating on his wife. He doesn't know it, but we do, and I just don't think that works. I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, I don't think a married or a single Peter Parker is that much different. I think he's still going to go out and fight bad guys, and I don't know. And I, I don't really like the idea of Mary Jane as a superhero either. I, I think that's kind of lame. But Well, and let's face it, this is, a, this is a stupid way of getting rid of it because we've had so many years of stories mm-hmm. – Focusing on telling us that Peter Parker and Mary Jane are meant to be together. Yeah. And if they're meant to be together, then even if you wipe their memories, if they meet each other again, aren't they going to fall in love and get married again? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it'll all lead up to it. He'll probably have her as a girlfriend. What's the difference between a girlfriend and a, and a wife? Well, there's less sex involved in one, but... <laughs> Sorry. So we're just sexing up the Spider-Man books. Maybe I do like this. JR, I'm stealing your lines. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, since since you're uh, uh, a married man now, you can you can uh, have some of the jokes. <laughs> I actually I got that from your your uh, review of um, what was it uh, part two of the uh, Spider-Man three movie review. I don't know. I probably I probably made all kinds of wisecracks about that in. Uh, <laughs> About married life and <laughs> anyway, I, I just don't think it's that big an issue to spend four months making us wait, having one spider book a month for a retcon. I just I think it is padded out too much. Definitely, we're, it's overpriced. But that's my two cents. Any other comments on this third part? Hopefully, by f- in January, we'll be like, oh, that's what they were going to do. I see. Well, I think our next topic, uh, when we get to that, pretty much pushes all our fears to the forefront. Yeah. Well, since more uh, teased it, let's go right into it. Um, it looks like... Um, oh, and by oh, the way, ahead. just want to say, Part 4 is supposed to ship on the 28th? Yes, correct? yes. Uh, allegedly going to ship on December 28th. So, uh, Unfortunately, that is my birthday. <laughs> so either I'm going to have a really happy birthday present, or I'm going to be sitting there saying, What the... <laughs> <laughs> You're getting coal for your birthday, young man. Yeah, you're like, man, dude, why? Why? Why, why, why? Well, uh, our next topic, it uh, seems J. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski has come out on uh, his Usenet uh, message board saying that there were parts of the storyline of One More Day that he didn't agree with. And I have a quote from him. Uh, JMS says, in the current storyline, there's a lot that I don't agree with. Hey, I just 
said that. And I made this very clear to everybody within the shouting distance at Marvel, especially Joe. I'll be honest, there was a point where I made the decision and told Joe that I was going to take my name off the last two issues of One More Day, of the One More Day arc. Eventually, Joe talked me out of that decision because at the end of the day, I don't want to sabotage Joe or Marvel, and I have a lot of respect for both of these as an executive producer as well as a writer. I've sometimes had to insist that my writers make changes they didn't want to make, often loudly so. They were sure I was wrong. Mostly I was right. Sometimes I was wrong. But whoever sits in the editor's chair or the executive producer's chair wears that pointy hat of authority. And as Dave Sim once noted, you can't argue with the pointy hat. So it looks like Straczynski had a different ending for this book or disagreed with the way it's going. What do you, what do you guys think of that? More? You want to take it first? Yeah, this uh that everything about that just pisses me off in so many ways. Yeah. Cuz first it, if JMS who has been every everybody has been saying so far that the only reason they think that the marriage might not be going down is because JMS has done so much to build up the marriage and they don't think he would ever yeah. do it. But if he wanted to take his name off the last two parts, what does that sound like is going to happen? Yeah. And that pretty much solidifies the idea that the marriage is going down the tubes. Mm -hmm. Then there's the idea that JMS, who has been up until about the beginning of Back in Black, maybe a little bit before, has been my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, you've been singing his praises for as long as we've done this show. Right, up until recently, yeah. with all, I thought Back in Black drug on too long, and then this is just, you know, sucking raucously. <laughs> so... I, I feel, as a fan, extremely robbed for not getting the ending that he wants to put on his run and just having him be Joe Quesada's mouthpiece for his last four issues, I wish they would have let him do an ending that he wanted to do and then hire some fill-in writer to do One More Day before Brand New Day because, let's face it, Joe Quesada doesn't seem to care who's writing it because Joe Quesada is pretty much writing the plot yeah. here. And that just pisses me off. I want to. I've been robbed forever of seeing what JMS wants to do to end his epic length run, and that is wrong to do to the fans, to do to the writer mm -hmm. too. Um, so that pisses me off. And um, I'm not sure about this statement from him, though. It seems almost a little bit dishonorable because he says he didn't want to take the his name off of. One more day because that would sabotage things, but it seems like he's pretty much backdooring sabotage by putting this out. Yeah, there. yeah, he, he's he's it's letting he's letting his fans know that this isn't what he intended. So, that exactly any internet fan gets to see this, and then that's pretty much the same damage or more is not putting it down. Yeah. Well, Spidey, dude, what do you think? Well, <sighs> Straginski, I mean, I've, I've I've had my complaints about mm -hmm. him. Don't I mean they've been duly noted? The fact that he is. This has just become this whole storyline has become a the, one of the I, I think a bigger debacle than the infamous saga that Joe Gordon <laughs> named. And he's already drinking and taking I a shot, so you can go ahead and say clone saga. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting toasted already. No worries. <laughs> this, you know, is supposed to is such a huge story in terms of what is going to happen afterwards mm -hmm. the fact that the own the the writer that we that was lined up to write it is is come out and said this has pretty much proven that this has just become and the fact that steve wacker has distanced himself from this from this uh storyline as well i haven't heard that where did so you hear that 
He said he does, he does not want anybody to ask him any, any questions about World War Dead. Until it's all out or what? Well, that and because I, he's like, I'm ba- I wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, I was not involved with this story. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not going to answer any questions and kind of worded it in a way that is basically telling everybody else, I'm not involved. So don't throw the, don't throw the stones mm-hmm. at me. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm the editor of Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> so. I mean, the fact that Wackers distance tried to distance himself, the fact that uh, Stragansky is now distancing distanced himself. Yeah. It pretty much the, bl- the the sole blame for the, the the failure of this book is going to be Joe Casada, and if one more date, uh, I'm sorry, brand new date doesn't wow us the way we're hoping, it it is going to be a debacle, and and it's going to turn out to be a huge huge loss for. A lot of Spider fans. I think uh, the fact that he's been married for the past 20, 87. 20, 20, <laughs> 20 yeah. years. Um, well, if you if you look at it from a bean counter p- perspective, it's not a failure. It, it's a top selling book. Each issue has been selling better than Sensational Friendly ever thought about doing. I guess the true test of it is if One More Day doesn't sell very well, which I, I mean, a brand new day doesn't sell very well. But I think with the creative teams and the artwork, I think it's going to do blockbusters. But yeah, I think the problem with this whole thing is that they've made it so they can say that it did well, even if it, even if people don't like it, because yeah. they've set up this huge event afterwards that all of us have to check out. So the sales numbers aren't going to immediately no. drop, and they're going to come out and say that, hey. This was a success. People stayed with the yeah. book. Well, Jr., what do you think of, of JMS coming out and just distancing himself? Well, I, th- I thought it was pretty curious since he admitted that he's been in the editor's chair himself mm-hmm. with his own show, and he's made decisions you know, that he thought were in the best interest of characters that he created. Of course, that's the difference. He, he created those characters in Babylon 5. I, I can't imagine how just how furious he must have mm-hmm. been basically, to uh, to actually come out and, and, and make this statement. Because yeah. uh, he's basically saying, yeah, I've done this job before, but I wouldn't do it like Joe's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it it's really beginning to look like, I, I guess the thing is, it's, it's, it's beginning to look like a, the temper tantrum of one person. Yeah. Uh, which, again, if again if the sales don't go down, it's not going to mean right. anything. Uh, but uh, in talking about you know Straczynski's plots, whatever Straczynski had in mind for Spider-Man was already shot to hell about two years ago when we started doing the mega events. Uh, we did uh, what do we have Avengers disassembled mm-hmm. and uh, and House of M and then Civil War and the other. So whatever he had planned is is yeah. long gone because yeah. um, uh, everything has just been completely uh, railroaded by all yeah. of these. Yeah, amazing uh, has been event after event after event. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, so whatever you know, whatever he had has has, has long gone off the tracks, um, and you know, to me, that's one of the the series. But, but again, you know, people keep like you say, people keep mm. buying it. Amazing Spider Man has been in the top ten for the for the longest time. When it was, you know, uh, you remember back when it was selling, you know, down in the twenties. Yeah. Um, you know, the, for the the flagship character was was not a particularly good seller, and now he's in the top ten consistently. Right. Uh, he's even doing better than Ultimate Spider-Man, which was not the case some years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what message are we sending with our dollars? You know, we say we don't like the story, but we keep buying it yeah. anyway. But, um, you know, I, I this to me this is it's 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 storytelling by editorial fiat, and uh, you know this definitely proves yeah. it. Uh, 
but I, I you know I really don't have anything else to add. I mean it's 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 all out yeah. there. Um, I, so. I I think at least until Joe Cusada, which I don't think he's been a, done a bad job at Marvel. I think. Uh, you can tell by the sales, and, and there's more comic books out there, and, and the sales numbers for comics are up. I don't think he's done a bad job. I just think when he resigns from editor-in-chief, I think the next uh, group that comes in may listen to the fans, or they may uh, retcon this retcon. <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man's been around 40 years. I think in the next 40 years, he may get married again. So if, if that's how the end of the storyline's happening. So it's not like... This isn't going to be undone down the road. Just look at Bucky. He died. He got better. <laughs> the spider marriage might get better. So, any other? I hope it doesn't take that long. <laughs> exactly. Any other? Any other comments on one more day? Do you want to put it to bed? Well, the thing is, I know that we. I think one of our. I think one of our message board people um, have a question about MJ and the marriage, but again, you know, this isn't really very different than what happens in soap operas and other kinds of drama. You always take the lovers, you split them up, and then the drama is getting them back together. Uh, Again, and, and as I've said, you know, in some of my essays, if they have a good story, they can they can undo the marriage. I mean, there are tons of things you can do with with how real people's marriages fall apart that you can do with Mer- Peter and Mary Jane. But this is just stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> and it makes no sense. And uh, <laughs> good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. Okay. All right, gang, you want me to move on to topic three? Okay, um, we'll quit with the one more day talk. Uh, this is the Christmas edition of the show, so let's start talking Christmas stuff. Uh, if you're shopping for the Spider-Fan, there's a lot out there, anywhere from toilet paper to cereal that you could get the Spider-Man fan. So I guess my question to the gang is, what would make a perfect gift for a Spider-Fan? Uh, Spidey Dude, what would you get, well, yourself, or if you have a Spider-Man fan out there, what would be a good gift for him this Christmas season? An additional, everybody has to have a 12 inch spider. <laughs> Feel free to pick one of those up at your house, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, no, uh, really, no, a uh, perfect gift would be, uh, for a spider fan, keep it simple to me. I mean, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm very simple minded. Mm-hmm. Take a shot. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, something simple like, you know, a little, little, uh, the mini, Mini Marvels. The uh, Mini Mates? Actually, yeah. Mini Mates, yes, thank you. Mini Mates or the, uh, you know, I got a little lunchbox that has like the, the infamous Spidey joins Doc Ock story. Huh. Uh, that I got that as an early gift, gift from, from one of my friends and it's just, just something simple, you know, I, I, you know, and of course, you know, boxes and any, any comic book, of course, that, that they don't already have, mm-hmm. uh, would be really nice, but, uh, like I say, I'm, I'm keeping yeah. it simple. <laughs> I, I've seen those metal tins at uh, Walmart. They're pretty cool. I, they've got Romita Senior artwork on it. They're really neat. So, Jr., what would you get yourself? Or do you know any Spider fans out there? <laughs> well, uh, actually, uh, you know, my son's one of the biggest Spidey fans go. around. And I think uh, I think Santa Claus is going to bring him something Spidey related. But considering that he's sitting just about fifteen feet away. Uh, <laughs> We can't get too specific, um, but um, um, the um, if, if you can find it for less than the cover price, the the, uh, the icon right. book, 
is probably a pretty good pretty good buy. I mean, again, don't buy it for fifty dollars, but if you can, uh, you know, between uh, Amazon and uh, Borders coupons, uh, you can probably bring the price down into the the, the mid to low thirties, right. and that would that would make a pretty good gift. Um, and like's been said, that those little action guys with the oversized feet. Those are just pretty cool to line up. In fact, my son's already got a bunch of those. Oh, the uh, superhero squads. Oh, those yeah, are really cool. Yeah. I like those too. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I like action figures, but uh, the, the the Hasbro line uh, is, has, as far as I'm concerned, just been junk, uh, which is which is a yeah. shame. But uh, I, I'd probably I'd probably stick with a nice book. Uh, get the Icon mm-hmm. book, and then uh, match it up with a uh, one of these books that's uh, about comic book mm-hmm. history. To provide some, uh, provide the uh, comic fan with some historical perspective. I think that'll make a good. Yeah, for- and the and the uh, superhero squads. They have they just released uh, some new ones. They've got uh, uh, the Puma and Venom, and they've got the Spidey and the Black Cat. I just picked those up. They're really cool. They make good like a uh, little stuff for your desk if you want to put those around your computer desk or something like that. More. What would you pick up for the Spider Fan this Christmas? Well, I mostly uh, just stick to comics and not all about the toys and the books about comics and stuff. So I'd probably give any Spider-Man fan a trade paperback of the 12-issue run of JMS's Midnight Nation. Mm. That's, uh, you know, JMS has been doing the title for six years, so this is a Spider-related thing to me. It's not Spider-Man, but just give somebody a sampling of something else because I've Midnight Nation is one of the two best graphic novels i think in history in my personal opinion so i would definitely give anybody the midnight nation trade and i'd recommend anybody give it a shot if you like jms at all because that is in my opinion his best aren't they making a movie out of that or is that rumored and never came about it's possible i haven't heard anything i heard they were uh planning to make a movie out of rising oh that's it which is also about JMS, and that's also really excellent, but you'd take three trades to collect mm-hmm. that. I haven't read either one of them, but... Uh... They're really good work. Definitely uh, different from Spider-Man. Midnight Nation, I just thought, was it was this, you know spiritual, intellectual, brilliant 12-issue run that you know had a defined beginning and ending point of a man going across country in the point between life and death, trying to get his soul yeah. back. And just the writing of it, the story of it, and the depth of the thought to it was amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Anything else? Anything else Spidey related? Okay. No, not really. Well, I'll give you my recommendations. Uh, well, not recommendations. The gifts for the Spider fan. We'll do recommendations at the end of the show. But uh, you know, with my wife and and family, they really don't know what specific spider stuff I have and what I don't have. But something you can always get that every fan will never turn down is bags and boards and comic book boxes. We always need those. We're always having to bag and board our comics that we get every month from MailOrderComics.com. <laughs> I worked that end tonight. <laughs> but uh, you can't go wrong with those. I I prefer the Silver Age size because your comic isn't so tight in the bag. And has just a little bit of breathing room, so feel free to pick those up. Also, something I enjoy that I, I uh, get usually every year is a Spider-Man calendar and uh, the Spider-Man or the Marvel day-by-day calendar, which I have on my uh, desk at work, which is always fun to flip through, and you get to read a little bio every single day. So you can pick the, both of those up at Amazon.com. Uh, they have them available. And I, I agree with JR. I was going to recommend the Icon book that with Steve... Is it Saffle? Is that how we said it? Or I think it's Saffle. 
Okay. Yeah, Saffle. Steve Saffle. Saffle. If you want to listen to <laughs> the last or the the episode before this one on the podcast, we interviewed him last a couple weeks ago, and just a great book. I've been thumbing through it, and uh, again, it's about thirty bucks if you want to pick it up. So that's pretty cool. And also a toy-related thing that I think if your Spider fan doesn't have it, uh, the Spider-Man Mr. Potato Head. I think that's classic. I've got that on my computer desk. I'm looking at him right now, and that would make a good gift for any Spider fan. So, Or the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Have you guys seen that? Where you, where you hit his, his toe and he sings for you? You haven't seen, you haven't seen the Itsy Bitsy? He's really cool. He, he sings the no. Spider-Man theme song. He's a big plush guy, and his hands f- <laughs> uh, flail around. I actually bought that for a friend of mine at work whose baby is turning one. I bought him an Itsy Bitsy Spider. So that is my Spider-Man Christmas recommendations. And we'll move on to the next topic, uh, our Christmas trees or Christmas displays. Is there anything new on your trees this year or your tree or display? JR, you got anything new on the tree this year, Spider-Man related? No, I, th- I don't think we bought any new ornaments this year. Um, but uh, I did put up a, a small Christmas tree in my son's room that has the uh, a plethora of Spider-Man and Marvel-related oh, ornaments. Oh, that's cool. Where, where did you find them? It also has his little spy dog, too. Oh, for the, the iPod? Uh, Spider-Man the iDog. Yeah. So he, he's festive and ready for the holidays. <laughs> where did you pick up the Spidey ornaments? Were they at Walmart or uh, Target? Target, I believe. Yep, I've, yeah, I believe they I've were seen at Target. Those. Spidey dude, anything on your tree? Marvel Spidey related? Uh, well, I got the uh, Incredible Hulk Spidey. Uh, I had a lot of Batman, a lot of Batman, because they came, kept coming out with Batman stuff. So um, I'm supposed to get a new ornament sometime this week, but I don't know. I haven't gone yet. So I'm I'm, I'm really kind of jaded right now with the holidays. I've probably I've gotten so tired of Christmas music. It's not even funny. And, <laughs> and the fact that I'm working retail, I want to strangle everybody that comes in. So hopefully. Hopefully uh, your warehouse company that you work for was not listening. <laughs> this point, they can. Never mind. <laughs> we're we're gonna have to. We, what, I, what I was about to say, we probably yeah. have to edit out. So. Yeah, we don't want to be employed, <laughs> employed going into the new year. <laughs> More of anything new on your Christmas tree, Spidey related? Well, I am a twenty-one-year-old uh, bachelor living in an apartment that costs way too much, and I'm pretty much broke. So, getting a tree was not top on my. Priority you have a beer list. can Christmas tree, don't you? Gift. <laughs> so, uh, I don't actually have a tree, but I, I get to see a tree every day at work, and I get to see a uh, tree at my dad's house when I visit him. So, yeah. eh. no spidey-related ornaments on your dad's tree. No, no, I never really got into that. Even when I was a, uh, even when I was a kid, I just I kind of felt like. I was, I guess I was the Grinch Scrooge kid, because I love Christmas, but I felt like decorating a tree was a chore. <laughs> I loved the way it looked once it was done, but I never really yeah. wanted to help. So, so, no, I never really got any uh, Spider-Man related stuff well, for it. Well, on, on the Douglas tree this year, my wife, I opened this gift yesterday. Uh, I got uh, a new, at, if you go to your local Hallmark stores, if you have one in the mall or, or wherever you live, the new ornament this year they have is the Spider-Man 3 black costume Spider-Man. And it's really cool. It's it's really well done. Um, and if you want to pick that up, it's at Hallmark stores. And that looks cool. Is Dark Spidey really Christmassy though? Yeah, <laughs> he kind of he kind of blends <laughs> in the tree. <laughs> I'm depressed. Happy Spidey, the old Hallmark ornament 
and now the depressed <laughs> Spidey. And also, emo Spidey on on the Douglas tree this year. Uh, kind of like I think Spidey Dude was talking about these metal lunch boxes. Well, they make these little tiny lunch boxes. They're I, about three inches across, and and you can hang them on your Christmas tree by the latch at the top. And I have a couple Spidey three little lunch boxes hanging from the tree this year. I actually have one of those that uh, was the Super oh. Friends. They had it with Hallmark. Uh, we usually every year we get a Hallmark ornament, I, and I forgot that we got in the black costume because I do. So that's the one I'm getting. Uh, but yeah, every, it was a little uh, Super Friends, and then they had a little thermos with the villain. Oh, box. cool! I was. I, so. I wonder if when people come over to the house, if they think we're a geek, because I went over to a buddy of mine's years ago, and his Christmas tree was decorated in Star Trek. Enterprises all over his tree. He had shuttlecrafts. He had Captain Kirk. I'm like, man, he's a geek. And if I imagine if he came over to my house, he'd see a Spider-Man tree. <laughs> he'd be like, man, he's a geek too. So, Brad, is your uh, is your wife actually like Spider-Man, or is she just really indulgent? <laughs> yeah, Spidey on your wedding cake, and now she's living with Spidey on the tree. <laughs> she, she's understanding. I, I, think, <laughs> I said, I think uh, the definition is that she is an enabler. <laughs> she's enabling enabling your addiction. Well, I'm. And we're going to have to pose, and going to have to pose an intervention one of these days. Um, we we have three floors in the house, and in the basement is the spider room, so that's where he's confined. But at, at Christmas time, he occasionally comes upstairs on the on the Christmas tree. So it's just me and Spidey in the basement. God love it. <laughs> At least it's not yeah, well, that's basement. true. <laughs> I imagine some people listening are in their mother's basement. No offense to the listening, this oh, late public, but oh, uh, you know we've got that bad stereotype. Oh come on, Brad, that was a little blow. <laughs> yeah, pressed on the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast are not necessarily those of everyone who participates. <laughs> podcast, and in some cases are just the reflection of the opinions of the host who is <laughs> speaking of let me take a swig right now ah there we go <laughs> okay now Mountain Dew if you're yeah. listening to that free advertising yeah. you just got if you would like yeah. to sponsor us you can yeah, PepsiCo if you're listening feel free <laughs> not to mention Fetzer One <laughs> I'm using the Dell. Well, so laptop, am I. So, uh, Dell. All right, let's go. Let's so go. My Dell. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. I'm gonna get us some checks out of this. No before doubt. The end of the all right, gang. That's all the topics I have. Let's move on to the message board. It looks like Spidey MTV from Gold Coast, Australia. He says to Brad and. <laughs> he goes to Brad and the gang. I have to say I love the podcast for the past year, and I hope for some cool new ones next year. Excuse me, I'm belching Mountain Dew. Uh, my personal say on the marriage, or single Spidey, is I want him to stay married, and Dan was right, and it has been 20 years of married Peter, but I have loved all the 15 years of reading about Spidey and his wife, and I loved it. I want him to stay married. I, I thought Marvel was like in that direction with having a kid, Spidey, who is going to be able to, going to be able to what they want stories and having the 20s married Pete with those many cool stories with the exception of him being married. <sighs> it looks like married Mar- Marvel has changed their position on the topic. What do the admin gang say about that? Well, I think we just went half an hour on that. <laughs> so I think yeah. that one's 
I think the word uh, steaming pile of cow yeah, shit were used. Yeah, three thumbs so. down and one f- middle finger up, pretty much, on the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, two yeah. middle fingers okay, up. Okay, four middle fingers. You, you, you yeah. <laughs> uh, we have four people here, so that's eight <laughs> middle fingers up. Just go right for it. Wow. I don't think Marvel has ever liked the marriage. Uh, the more you read, or at least uh, it, it seems like it was a promotional stunt cooked up by Stan Lee and yeah. Jim Shooter, and everybody who has followed Shooter as the EIC has uh, bemoaned that decision. I mean, they tried to get rid of it with the Clone mm-hmm. Saga. Uh, they tried to get rid of it with the, the reboot of 1999, which I have to distinguish by a date now because I have a feeling we'll be talking about the reboot of 2008 as well. Uh, but they've never liked it. And, um, so it's, you know, but why they don't seem to content with, uh, you know, having the Marvel Adventure Spidey and the Ultimate Spidey and then Amazing Spidey, why they don't seem to con- content with having three different versions, uh, yeah. beats me. Uh, that's why I said it's, it's primarily become one man's exactly. vendetta. So. Well, it just baffles me that they've now let one writer go for six years who has, improved Spider-Man's sales more than anybody in a long time. And they've let him go for six years, basically building up the marriage and uh, doing more character work on it than people have in a long time and getting us used to the marriage again, getting actually getting the marriage back after this silly reboot. And now they're capping off his run with the end of the marriage. It just seems totally <laughs> inconsequential. Uh, you know, I forgot to mention one thing when we were talking about One More Day. Uh, I think someone emailed me a while back and, and asked if, uh, Mephisto has ever fought Spider-Man before, and I actually pulled the issue. It's, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 274, which just happens to be a Secret Wars 2 crossover. So. <laughs> oh, quality. Actually, it's, it's not a bad read. It's, um, uh, Tom DeFalco wrote it. Ron Friends did the outline of it, and John Romita Sr., did the finishes on the book. And it's not a bad read for a Secret Wars 2 crossover, so if you want to check that out, I'll have to go to my spider expert, spider expert. JR, has Mephisto ever shown up besides 274? Do you remember? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I was trying to think. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Web of Spider-Man once, but I believe that was Yeah, the one with Nightmare. the Hulk. That was, yeah, that was Nightmare. Yeah. That was a Peter David one. That was a good one. And I think, I mean, I think Nightmare's shown up more than yeah. once, but, uh, Mephisto, I, other than the, if, other than the, uh, DeFalco mm-hmm. issue you just referenced, uh, I can't, uh, And I was I trying think to think, back in the 90s, he died, but that was Death and Thanos. I think Spider-Man 17 or something like that, he died. And he got better, right. of course, right. but, uh, <laughs> but I really... At least he didn't shed his skin and have it eaten Yeah, and become spiders, pregnant and all that so. stuff, good lord. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, FSU Spider Fan from Greenville, North Carolina. He says, in the theme of Christmas, if you could be the Marvel Santa, uh, what would you give Spidey fans for the next year? Would it be a new storyline, an artist, a writer, bringing back a certain character, etc.? Spidey Dude, you want to take that one? <laughs> Let's see, storyline. Or an artist or a writer or anybody? Artist would be, well, writer would be me, ideally. <laughs> Or, or or Kevin, I'll, yeah. I'll give it to Kevin. Hey, uh, hey, that's a man. <laughs> <laughs> I think stole the, my uh, answer, but uh, let's see. Artist would be uh, Ron Friends for shits and giggles, <laughs> and um, bringing back a certain character would be Kane, Ben Riley, and uh, oh, Kevin would never write that. So let's say Gabriel. <laughs> uh, 
Actually, spoiler on my several decades from now Spider-Man arc, it does include Kane. Wow. Ah! Woo! <laughs> Heard it here wow. first. We just made my day now. Uh, or who would you? What, what would you like for the Spider fan if you're Marvel Santa? Well, if I was giving the Spider-Man fans a gift, I know it wouldn't come out very often, but I would give them Joss Whedon writing an ongoing Ben Rowley oh. book. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> I'd, pro- I I'd probably buy it, but reluctantly. <laughs> I think that would be actually a very good solution if they would just bring back Ben Riley and keep Spider-Man in his own book and give Ben Riley a book, say instead of Peter Parker Spider-Man, Ben Riley Spider-Man, and then we can have the single one flinging around while we still have ours. We can even have Ben Riley join the damn initiative if we want. We can have totally opposite hmm. perspectives on that, all existing within the same. I think place. Whedon as well. He's overrated, in my opinion, at least from the. The astonishing X-Men and the Runaways I've read. But I haven't really, I haven't seen an episode of Buffy, I don't think, ever. You know, I think he's, uh, he's gotten hit and miss in his comic book writing because I thought the first part of his astonishing X-Men was excellent. I agree. Is the best X-Men arc I've I think ever it's, had. But, the uh, rest is crap. <laughs> it, it has, well, I don't think it's crap, but I thought the danger arc wholly yeah. sucked. And then the one after it was too confusing. This one, I'm not sure where it's going. But, but it's... Uh, Runaways, I dropped after two issues. And shockingly, his uh, his Buffy work in comic books so far has just really? sucked out loud. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the show. I love the show. I thought it was brilliant. It was a masterwork. And then I, the stuff he's written so far for that comic hmm. has been uh, pretty well, abysmal. Well, JR, what would you bring back, or what would you give the Spider fan if you were Marvel Santa? Well, I would probably retcon Civil War. Uh, as much as I thought that the uh, revela- the uh, I- seek- revealing his secret identity had possibilities, um, I mean, I, th- I think I would just retcon the whole thing. Uh, one of the uh, 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 posters on the Spider-Man message board, I think, uh, to give a shout-out to my fans here, the sheriff of <laughs> Coffee Town, uh, mentioned that he thought that Civil War was just going to be, and the Superhero Registration Act was just going to be a huge mm-hmm. albatross. Uh, in in Marvel Comics in the future, because once you've opened that Pandora's box, you can't you can't shut it. Uh, and I think he's absolutely right. Well, so hey, I, if I you know if I were to give a present, <laughs> I would I would make Civil yeah. War go away. Uh, like Morb said, have Mephisto forgive forgive all. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, my my Mar- Marvel Santa gift to Spider Man fans would have Stan Lee and Steve Ditko write Spider Man the End. I think that would be fun. I'd like to see Steve Ditko and Todd McFarlane come back. I think that'd be cool. And I'd also like Roger Stern on a Spider-Man book again, because I loved his 1980s stuff. I think that would be fun. That would be my... I think you'd be able to prove the existence of Santa Claus easier than you'd, uh, <laughs> any of those situations. Well, if anything goes, might as well shoot for the moon. So have I think all of that would sell like blockbusters. I wish Steve Ditko would come back and I think that'd be great. For one more story. Uh Wombat. You know really though after uh after Stan Lee's last Fantastic Four story, I really don't want him to be the one to write a Spider-Man. Yeah, I I like the fan. We've already discussed this. I, we, we both disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As usual. Yeah. <laughs> uh Wombat. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wombat909, I like your new avatar, by the way, Wombat909. He's from the UK. He says, uh, what Spider-Man Christmas-related items are you getting for Christmas this year? Well, we haven't opened our presents yet. But uh, <laughs> do you, does anybody know what they're getting Spider-Man-related yet? You're getting... No, oh, I thought days. you said I thought you said Twinkies. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, there were the old Spider-Man Twinkie ads. If we really yeah, that's true. Tied like all it. together. Spidey dude, do you know what you're getting yet? Spider-Man related? Uh, hell no, I don't know what I have. Oh no, I haven't even seen my presents, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody getting Sad. the Spider-Man friend or foe video game? And yeah, JR says it sucks, so I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, probably. Okay, nope. well, we don't know yet, Wombat. We'll tell you in the next show what we got. Uh, in any of the six interviews this year, did you come away annoyed with yourself that you forgot to ask that special guest a, qu- a question that has uh, come to mind after you record the show? Gang? Yes, uh, the John Romita Jr., all my questions I had because I forgot some of them. And, and I didn't What's your qu- do, do you remember what your questions were? I had them written down. You still don't remember them. <laughs> oh, not off the top of my head, but I do have them written down somewhere. So I, I, I think Mork had time. a whole bunch of questions for Dan Slot. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much regret uh, not asking Dan Slot. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there. Um, but I will say, after having Jr. Jr. Praise the question I asked is such a great question. I kind of felt like <laughs> the rest of the year. JR, is there anything that you regret not asking one of the many guest stars we've had this year? No, no. I uh, Usually I just defer to the message board. We get so many questions uh, uh, mm-hmm. via the message board that uh, I, uh, I don't think that there's really a whole lot that uh, that's left uncovered, <laughs> particularly since most of our guest interviews go up to about yeah, three no, hours. No now. doubt. So, <laughs> I don't think there's much. I, I agree. I mean, uh, we couldn't have if we went four hours with Dan Slot. I mean, that would have been. <laughs> I thought after hour two we were like pushing the limit, but uh, he was a good sport for doing that. Um, let's see. And Wombat's final question is: I don't think I explained my question from last month's podcast when I asked you about your favorite action scenes from Spider-Man Three. I meant for you guys to list the least favorite action scenes to your favorite. An example is like this. Uh, the Spider-Man Sandman armored car battle, the underground battle, the Harry Peter mansion, Harry and Peter fighting in the air, and Spider-Man and Harry versus Sandman and Venom. So I look forward to that next year, and he looks forward to next year, and Merry Christmas. So I guess we can do, just to save time, what's your favorite and least favorite Spider-Man 3 battle? Spidey Dude, you want to go first? I want to say my favorite was probably going to be the uh, mansion mm-hmm. battle. My least favorite being that the the Spider Man and Harry and Sam and Venom that was oh. just lame. Well, I, don't, I didn't yeah. Like it. Uh, more. What's your what's your least uh, favorite? Uh, my favorite, uh, and nobody take a shot or be surprised, was uh, the final Spider Man Harry Sam and Venom fight. Um, I thought it had some cool moments in it. I liked when uh, you know the. Harry as the goblin had a little ingenuity, used his glider to turn parts of Sandman into glass. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Um, and, you know, Harry's death was pretty good. Um, so there were some good moments in that one. My least favorite um, would have been the armored car battle with Sandman. I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of Sandman. I didn't think that really uh, came off yeah. as anything special. 
Uh, JR, at least favorite and favorite? Oh, I don't... <laughs> I'm done talking about <laughs> Spider-Man 3. He's reached his limit. Read my, read my articles. There's the... SpideyKicksButt.com. Read it, collect it, cherish it. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> and JR, think of all the uh, free ad revenue you just got, and if you wanted to uh, sponsor the podcast, you know, more advertising you could have. Well, let's see. I'll dig that I receive every month uh, from the website. Oh, that's right. I don't have any ads on it. JR, you got to start <laughs> pimping, my friend. <laughs> uh, Wombat says... Um, he also says the last episode we were all together was October. Is that true? I thought we were together in December. Were we all together? This we are in December. Red. No, I meant I meant uh, <laughs> for the Steve Saffel interview. We were all here. Okay? I think he meant. Well, I had made a comment before that about I wasn't sure when the last time it was just oh, the four of okay. us all together. No guess. Okay. I think that's so what about. really, October. It was the last time we were all together. Without wow. guests, I guess. Yes, yeah, so. slot was November. Yeah. Huh. Go fig. Anyway. I wasn't even there. <laughs> Muse616. Looks like he's a new poster on the board, so welcome, Muse. Uh, he's from the United K, United Kingdom. Uh, long time, li- <laughs> United, <laughs> United K. <laughs> I'm in the, uh, USA. <laughs> uh, he says, United States, yeah, there you go. A, if you will. Long-time listener, first-time poster. Oh, we're on Larry King, huh? I've been listening to the podcast for a good while here in London and really enjoy the show. Well, thank you, Muse. Uh, his questions are, what is your favorite seasonal issue of Spider-Man and why? JR, what's your favorite seasonal issue of Spidey? Hmm. You know, I think we... Uh... I think we did that in a podcast or last the year. December one? Um, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. But Muse probably well, didn't hear that one, so. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I think we just did the Christmas one. I, I think he's the, uh, he may be referring to, like, the different seasons, like if there's a fall yeah. one, there's a spring yeah. one, yada, yada. Winter. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I yeah. think he's talking about I, Christmas. Yeah, if probably. He says Merry Christmas with the tag, so. What's your favorite Christmas issue? Could use, we could use this to promote the earlier podcast. Yeah, that's true. You know. But you could, uh, I would be, say, but I would say my favorite is probably the one where uh, Santa Claus shows up for real. Someone's posing as Santa and, uh, and uh, burglarizing houses, and he burglarizes the uh, the wrong apartment, and uh, Santa's there yeah. to greet him. That was <laughs> so. Peter David back spec Spider Man, I think, back in the day. Morb, do you have a yep. favorite seasonal issue? Well, the, uh, what I'll say right now is the final, I think it was the final issue of the Paul Jenkins run of Spectacular Spider-Man when uh, it was, you know, all snowy and he went to Ben Uncle Ben's grave and had memories with Uncle yeah. Ben. And the why to that is because it's the only one I can remember <laughs> reading right now. Spidey dude, do you have a favorite one? Uh, take a shot. I'm actually oh, agreeing with Morb. Uh, I like shit. that one. <laughs> it, the hell just froze over, uh, just like the Dolphins won today. So, hey. You know, Morb and I were instant messaging the Sorry. other day, and what was that story? It was uh, Peter Parker's Spider-Man 87 with the snowy cover with right. Spider-Man holding the Goblin Bomb. What was that story about? Right, I love that. I think that was the introduction of, I don't think it was the final revelation, but I think it was the introduction of the clone oh. Green Goblin. J.R. Um, <laughs> there, I remember in there, there was uh, Norman Osborn was... Uh, there was a whole thing with, I think, Spider-Man having assaulted Norman Osborn or something, and he was the 
head of the Daily Bugle, and it wasn't a particularly good issue. It just I love, love, love. Yeah, that that's a good cover. cover. Um, I'm trying to uh, Amazing Spider-Man three fourteen. I think when they got kicked out of the mansion with Spider-Man ringing the bell with Santa on the stoop. I remember that cover with by McFarlane. I remember that one. Uh, Marvel team up number one was a Chris, uh, Christian Christmas episode <laughs> issue. It's a Christian too, I guess. I don't know. Uh, where they've, yeah, exactly. Episode. <laughs> Interesting. Has Brad been taking the shots? <laughs> Suddenly the guy from Charles in Charge dressed in, as Bible Man shows up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bible Man. Well, yeah. actually, I think there, Actually, there is a Bible man. I'm not Dude, tell you I, how I know. I know, that, I know. it's the dude Bible. from Charles in Charge that is on that. He's Bible man. What's his name? Uh, he was on Eight Is Enough, oh. also. Uh, oh man, what is his name? Yeah, it's just shockingly cheesy, and I yeah. Anyway, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't Dick Van Patten. <laughs> hold on, Sorry, hold on. Up. I'm googling as we speak. Uh, Willie Ames. Willie Ames played Bible man. Wow. Wow, Brad, you just gave one of the most useless facts. I was impressed that I Googled it that quick. <laughs> kind of painful. Um, all right, Muse, we're taking like 20 minutes on you. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's got three more questions. Hold on. Uh, what what plans have you got for the uh, podcast next year? Um, well, I, I don't know if we recorded this when we talked about last podcast, but uh, – uh, my plans are I'd like more guests. I, I, I enjoy the uh, the guest interviews that we do. I, I would love we, – we all agree that Steve Wacker, the editor of Amazing Spider-Man, would be a fun interview because he's so entertaining on his Newsarama posts and stuff like that. So I think he'd be easy to get, hopefully. So, Steve Wacker, if you're listening to this podcast – Actually, I was going to email Dan Slott <laughs> and see if I could get Wacker, so I imagine – I imagine Dan Slott is very familiar with Steve Wacker's email. <laughs> uh, and I'd also like to get the other, uh, the amazing writers, uh, along with Slot. We've got Guggenheim, Bob Gale, uh, Zeb Wells. So that would be three months right there. That'd be fun. And, you know, maybe some of the artists or something like that. Uh, I'd enjoy another John Romita Jr. episode next year. I think that he was great. And g- gang, what do you guys want next year on the podcast? I want Joe Casadic so I can sit there and actually tell him to his face. Well, kind of to his face. This sucked. <laughs> wow. One more day was wow. horrible. You know, Casada's done podcasts. I've heard him on podcasts, so he might. Do you guys want Casada? If he's ever listened to ours, if, there's no if he way. listens to this one, no. If he's ever listened to ours, help. there is no way he would ever come on it because he's yeah. got to be. Well, the host has been nice to him. <laughs> you guys told him to go screw himself. <laughs> I, I said yeah, the pizza was good. All right, last question from Muse. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Morbin Jr. What do you want on next year's show? What would be good? Well, I've uh, been saying since we started this podcast that I want JMS on here, and I think it'd be great to have a post mortem for his run. Yeah. So I'm saying it in public right now, so <laughs> I can't deny it. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, of all the writers, I think I really like to interview Mark Guggenheim because even though I wasn't the biggest fan of his Blade run, it wasn't that it was badly written. It was just I didn't like his uh, ignoring of continuity. But he's a guy that's done stuff like Law and yeah. Order and the he Practice. Did the practice? I didn't. And that's I'm, fun stuff to talk that's about. That's cool. Yeah, and um, you know, is his run on Amazing Spider-Man? The stuff I've seen for that is the stuff I think I'm most interested to read. The whole menace thing and 
So I'd really like to interview Guggenheim and JMS. JR, who would you like next year? Well, you know, I've not really given it much thought. Um, I definitely think uh, if we were to bring anybody back, it would definitely be uh, mm-hmm. Ramita Jr. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, might we? Uh, it it uh, it might. We might. We want to bring back some of our uh, message board, uh, kind of like we were. You were doing a round mm-hmm. uh, revolver there. We'd have somebody from the message yeah, board had, every once in the last year. We had so. uh, Sam Kirby. We had Black Cat on. Um, who else did we have? F and Spidey. F and Spidey. Yep. Yep. We need to get Crazy yeah. Chris. Crazy Chris, Chris is, a, is a loyalist or uh, visitor of the site. He's yeah, He's a good reviewer. Yeah, too. he is one of our reviewers. Crazy Chris, would you like to be on the show? You got an invite right now. Uh, I'd like to do a crossover and have uh, Jen from the other Spider Cast on here. Yeah. I think she'd be fun to talk to. Yeah, and then we can talk to Spidey.com. Hey, yeah, All right. Hey, hey. <laughs> Last question from Muse. He says, finally, have any of you read Life of Riley, the articles that's on the web, and what did you think? Take a shot. Uh, Spidey dude, you got it. Well, first, um, anybody that is not that is a Clone Saga fan that hasn't read Life of Riley, I recommend you, after you get done listening, or while you're listening to this podcast, I recommend <laughs> you do it now. Uh, the only bad thing is, the only bad thing is, is that, uh, um, it is 35 parts long. Now, uh, yeah, it's 35 parts long, and, well, check out Spidey.com in the coming year, because uh, we're not going to, you know, steal Life of Riley's Thunder, but we're going to condense it down to where it's not going to be 35 parts long. You're gonna, you and Jen are going to um, give your take on the, on the Clone Saga. Yeah, we're going to give our take on the Clone Saga. It's going to be, uh, I believe, I th- Eight parts, no, seven parts long, with an alpha and omega for <laughs> shits and giggle, and uh, yeah, so uh, we'll have that. They'll be more explained in detail um, when the site is relaunched. So, so you're gonna follow in JR's shoes and be an uh, an essayist. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to take away anything from JR. Uh, it's just gonna be one of the several things that we're gonna be doing over the over the course of the next year. All right, uh, so. Well, and uh, I would like to point out that Spidey Dude is now taking a page from the Casada playbook, and he has backpedaled from saying January 2008 to <laughs> in the coming year. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Spidey Dude, one more delay. Uh, com. Yeah. <laughs> JR, have you read Life of Riley, yeah. those articles? Well, I think Life of Riley is required reading yeah. for anybody who, who actually ha- posts an opinion yeah. on the Internet. Um Oh yeah, I read it, read it more than once. Um, it uh, the most interesting part is is Glenn Greenberger's mm-hmm. contributions, uh, the um, the uh, straightforward narratives of the uh, of the plots uh, don't do a yeah. lot for me. But uh, and and then it, it just kind of gets less interesting as it goes on. But uh, definitely, it's 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 required reading yeah. for the more. Have you read it? Fan. You know, I haven't, um, and. It's pretty much for the same reason that I haven't read as many of JR's articles as I'd like, because when I sit down to the Internet, even though I'm usually on there wasting time for way too long, I never <laughs> intend to be on for very long, so I don't get into these big, long things mm-hmm. to read. It's kind of the same reason that I watch more TV on DVD than I do movies. I don't want to. I don't intend to sit down for two and a half hours, so I don't watch a movie, but I end up watching, like, you know, three So, alas, you would show. not be a Marvel digital comic subscriber because you don't want to read it on the computer screen. 
Well, that and because uh, the Marvel comics I've read online are pretty <laughs> shittily put online because you can't even read everything on the friggin' page. I think that's a new word you just invented, shittily. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like a Italian. Hey, you ever city. go down to Shittily? Yeah, <laughs> it really stinks. Yeah, I've been using Shittily. All right, Crazy Chris is <laughs> who we've best been thing. talking about. One of our loyal posters on the board from Boulder, Colorado. Uh, what's your comics-related New Year's resolution for 2008, or what is one you would suggest for Marvel to make? Uh, no retcons for a year, Marvel. Please, that would be my suggestion. Anyone? <laughs> What's JR? Huh? Get the titles yes, get, out. Oh, God, yeah. I'd rather have that than retcons. Get that stuff out on a timely manner, please. When you solicit it, get it on the date. More? Well, my uh, New Year's resolution for myself, not for Marvel, would be to just stop buying <laughs> crap. <laughs> I swear. I buy things, and I, I'm telling you out there uh, can sympathize. I buy things, comic books. I support them with my money, even though I don't want to, even though they're crap, because I feel like they're going to be important, and I need to have read it. And what I find every time I do that is that I still don't feel good about having read it once I've done it, even if it is slightly important. Like uh, my example from this year was I enjoyed the first two issues of Countdown, and then I continued to read it because I thought it was going to be important, and I finally dropped it at number 26 because it was just a painful read every month. And I just, I keep kicking myself for buying 26 whole wow. issues of that uh, flying piece of flaming cat <laughs> shit. Shittily put along. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so my New Year's resolution yeah. is JR, any what's your resolution? Or, or either resolution. or Marvel or personal. Well, uh, the Marvel one was the uh, was getting the titles out on time. Uh, my my personal resolution would uh, probably be to be a better husband and father, which is a very boring, mundane one, and uh, you know certainly is uh, not kosher with uh, wouldn't certainly wouldn't be kosher with Marvel since Marvel doesn't want aging fanboys well, among their fan base. They're just so. pissed off you're married. They want the one. They want uh, that the retcon. <laughs> So they, I guess they want a single, everyone single. Gotta love them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 50, 50% of this podcast <laughs> is single. Uh, Bert, Bert, Bertone, uh, Beetle, or Bert One Beetle, either one. Is it Bertone? Okay. It uh, what was your favorite post Uncle Ben romance for Aunt May? Was it Nathan Lubinsky, Dr. Octopus, Willie Lumpkin, or Jarvis? Man, she sleeps around. <laughs> Who do you like Aunt May getting the hibbity dibbity with? Jr. Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. I think that was a. Uh, I think that was a mm-hmm. uh, match made in heaven. Uh, I think uh, you have two people who've dedicated, who've given their lives in the service of others, and um, I mean, you know, who 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 uh, they live to take care of other people, and I thought they were, um, you know, and that's that's one reason I hated to see the whole uh, Avengers Tower, New Avengers. Uh, thing become undone by all this civil war crap because I thought mm-hmm. that was a neat little. Did she line. make out with Willie Lumpkin? Isn't he the mailman for the Fantastic Four? Did she date him? Well, if she tried, she probably couldn't get past <laughs> laughing at his ears. So. I don't remember the Willie Lumpkin. <laughs> anyway, um, Morb, who do you like Aunt May hooking up with? 
You know, really yeah. none of them. Um, and that's because it seems like every time it's happened, up until Jarvis, Jarvis is a different matter altogether, but in talking about the ones before that, uh, every one that happened seemed like it was done just to give Peter Parker that conflict, you know, keeping with the everyman, the conflict of his mother figure going out with somebody that's not his father figure, and it didn't have enough to do with being yeah. an Aunt May character thing. Because, I, and I felt like, and I think a lot of other people do too, maybe not, I could be wrong, um, that JMS was the one that really developed Aunt May's mm-hmm. character in recent years. I agree. And the only one, yeah, the only one since then, then, has been uh, Jarvis. And Jarvis, I thought, had potential. It was a good idea for all the reasons JR said, but it just felt like it was there and gone too quick. It was in the middle of the whole New Avengers thing, and then that broke up, and there really never developed an emotional core to that relationship. I don't remember a big uh, emotional ending to it or you know anything significant. That one was the only one that I thought, had the right intentions and the right character development there. It just, it was just. Maybe my memory's fading, but in current Ultimate Spider-Man mode, isn't Aunt May dating? Um, oh, the dude behind the Clone Saga, um, the G- Miles Warren. Miles yeah, Warren. I think she's dating him too. So that's another, that's another love interest. Yeah. Who do you? Who, yeah, she she had the hots for Captain Stacy. Did he? Re- he did she really? Him, I didn't so. know that. Yeah, she had the hots for him. In, in that infamous Aunt May on the Couch oh. issue, which I'm sure that uh, all 8- to 12-year-old comic book readers will want. Aunt their May on the Couch. Good God. I'm, I'm envisioning Burt Reynolds on the on the, on the the couch. Same pose. Anyway. Not that kind of on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, please stop, in the brain. stop. Oh, Spidey Dude, who do you like I... her hooking up with? Uh, uh, she she, looked, she found what? the guy on oldmatch.com. Quick... Anyway. Uh, uh, just, just, just for the sheer hilarity of it, Doctor Octopus. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. I mean, the I problem with him is the issues. problem is with him. He's all hands. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, jeez. What a Gary Conway that made uh, this story up. Amazing, circa one fifty. I think is who Jr. Who was writing that book? It was. Well, uh, Jerry Conway's the one that had um, him or uh, may become his housekeeper for a while, and then had the marriage issue. But really, the the seeds were planted back uh, in Stan's day, when uh, during the first uh, Spider-Man annual, when uh, Doc Ock had the Senator Sinister Six go Sinister Six go snatch Betty Brant. Uh, May was with her, and when they brought him to the house, Doc Ock said, "My, who is this charming lady that's with yeah. you?" So. Uh, you know, it, uh, so it was really Stan kind of started that, but but Jerry was the one who took it to its uh, its uh, absurd uh, absurd. I, uh, I remember little height. bits and pieces of Nathan Lubinsky. He he was in a wheelchair, I think, at the nursing home when uh, May kind of met him. I remember the vulture taking him a few times. Yeah, I did not like that whole thing. It was too much like. Uh, weird stuff was going on with him, and they turned into like the evil. Yeah, didn't he have? Figures. Didn't he have a gun at he one point? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That was uh, that was yeah. That was her eighties uh, uh, romance, I guess. I have, I guess, my answer is Jarvis. Also, I think that's been the best romance for Aunt May, with the exception of Uncle Ben. But you know what? Along the same lines, you know, when Aunt May is with another guy. You always think that she, he's kind of cheating on Uncle Ben. You always have Uncle Ben in your mind. Like, she should have been with Uncle Ben, which I worry 
if Spider-Man's the marriage is retcon and he's making out with Felicia, uh, you're going to be like, man, he's cheating on his wife. So, who knows? Anyway, that's my two cents. Uh, Bert Tone Beetle, his second question is, in his final issue of She-Hulk, Dan Slott said that anyone acting out of character was from Earth A. What out-of-character sequences would you like to blame on Earth A? JR, what's out of, out of character for Spidey? Uh, his whole, his actions during war. Civil yeah. <laughs> just, just drink a, sh- drink a shot with the, the clone saga is going to be <laughs> Spidey dudes and, uh, <laughs> are we that predictable? Shot. Yes, we are. <laughs> Mor- Morbius, what's your out of character moment for Spidey? I don't think he was just asking Spidey, was he? Oh, wait, yeah, you Marvel do out of Marvel Universe. Let me guess, it's going to be a Morbius thing. Um, well, of course, my first thing about that is, is, doesn't that make it more confusing since Bendis has said anybody acting out of character <laughs> may be a scroll? So, what the hell? They're basically Oops. saying, damn, we write people out of character, we're going to give you all kinds of excuses. Um, my first one would easily be Morbius and Blade, mm-hmm. and you called that. Um, that Yeah, I think I've, I've gone on about that before. Morbius' appearance, having registered in Blade, was, <laughs> yeah, that's not Morbius. Um... Dracula and Lilith and the Legion of Monsters thing. That <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Um, I don't want to give spoilers, but if anybody has read the most recent issue of Ghost Rider, uh, Ghost Rider officially needs to be either a scroll or from Earth A because that is. Yeah, there's yeah, spoilers. I, I haven't read the day. issue, but feel free to spoil me. Is he an angel? Is that what they said he is? That's what I think. Yes. Yeah. They've uh, they've defined that. Uh, Roxanne prayed for his soul, and so God bonded God bonded an angel to his soul, which turned him into Ghost Rider, and since there's an angel bonded to his soul, he can't be taken to hell. Even though Johnny Blaze has been separated from Ghost Rider before, and it came out as yeah. the demon, Zarathos, who was a villain. So yeah, scroll <laughs> Earth A, whatever the hell you want to call it, just get that the hell gone. Yeah. Finally, the last one, who is either a scroll or from Earth A, is Mephisto and Spider-Man. Yeah. From what I said before, he <laughs> turned into a pussy or he's a scroll. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. Uh, I Hopefully the 12-year-old kids have turned this show off. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're corrupt. Mommy, I got my iPod for and Christmas. Damn, I'm going to go on. Damn thing cusses a lot. Uh <laughs> What are you listening to? <laughs> Spidey the? dude, who's out of ca- Spidey uh, dude, who's out of character never... for you besides Morbius? Uh, We're not not Morbius. <laughs> no, you know who I'm saying, Kevin. Never mind. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I, I would say who's acting out of character. Hmm. We don't have all night, buddy. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I think you're acting out of character because you can't so come I up with an answer. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, Mary Jane in, uh, really. Mary Jane in what? When she came back. No, when she left. When she left. Mary Jane was when she left. I think that was completely out of character. I think that she she stayed. Oh, yeah. At the beginning. Oh, okay. I would agree with that. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bertone Beetle says he would say Spider-Man and Claws, number one, uh, and Flash and Liz, 
during the Burn and Mackey run. Vulture and Get Craven, heck, most of Get Craven. I don't even I, I don't even understand what Craven is running around anymore. I mean, I read a Spider-Man family issue in my blackout where he's he's taking people on a, a tour of New York City where they're hunting people to get the man wolf. Did you guys read that issue? I read no. the uh, lead story yeah, in that issue because it had Morbius in it, but it was just such a painful I, read. I the art was the issue. But I, I saw the image, and I think that was a—I yeah. uh, think that was the original Craven. I, I, just, I just can't keep up. I thought he shot his head off, but who knows? His son's running around. Well, I think yeah. we're on like his third son right now. I, I don't know. It's just a mess with P- Craven, big mess. Uh, Nick Nightingale is a new poster on the board. Welcome, Nick. Uh, he says, just popping in from Sterling, Illinois, to ask what you guys thought of two, the, two Spider Man storylines from 1998 when I first seriously started collecting comics. Spider Hunt and Identity Crisis were playing out in all four titles, which was amazing. Peter Parker, spectacular and sensational. If you don't remember them, here's a refresher in Spider Hunt. Spidey is framed for the murder of a thug named Joey Z and gets a bounty put on his head. He keeps trying to do his web-slinging thing, but every Yahoo with a gun in New York is shooting for him, including the Punisher and Shotgun. Meanwhile, the Black Tarantula kicks the crap out of him, and a little normie Osborne gets kidnapped by the fourth Green Goblin, who turned out to be a degenerating clone or something, which J.R. hated that revelation. Uh, After... Yep. After that was Identity Crisis, Peter decides to hang up the webs and don four new secret identities. There's Ricochet, Hornet, Prodigy, and Dusk. The identities were later assumed by some teenagers who became the Slingers who read that book. I read that book. I liked it. Anyway, Ricochet fights Wolverine, Baddies, Roughhouse, and Bloodscream with the help of Femme Fatale Delilah. Hornet fights the Looter and the Vulture. Before his cover's blown, Prodigy fights Jack-O-Lantern and some newbie named Count... Uh, conundrum, and then clears Spidey of assaulting Norman Osborn, and that happened prior to Spider Hunt. Has Jr. talked about that before? Have you talked about that, Jr. But Norman getting assaulted. Okay, and no. <laughs> and, and Dusk no. fights the Shocker, <laughs> then befriends the Trapster, and persuades him to admit the framing Spidey for the Joey Z murders. So not the greatest stories, but they were my version of the Clone Saga. Gulp. So does anyone remember them? Sorry for the essay-length post, by the way. That's all right, Nick. That was a pretty well-written question. So I remember Spider-Hunt, and I remember Identity Crisis. I thought they were fun. I like John Romita's artwork in that. I thought Identity Crisis was okay. I mean, it, it was definitely out to sell you all four Spider-Books, so you could catch up with all four costumes. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent about them. They're, they were okay for the 90s. Gang, what do you guys think of it? I only really remember tidbits of each of those. I think I read like an issue here and there back then. Um, but I will say that the identities from Identity Crisis were good things for the Slinger characters, although I, you know Spider-Man himself not necessarily. And uh, I yeah. think that Slingers wasn't a bad book. Day. Did anybody read that book? I've seen no. the characters around. I don't remember if I. Jr. Read did you pick up Slingers book, back in the day? Nope. Spidey, nope. Spidey dude? Nope. Yeah, what'd you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. It was, it was, a, it was okay. I mean, what yeah. the thing I ever read, Did you suddenly go in a cave? What happened to your voice? No, <laughs> oh, there you are. Okay. But no. Uh, yeah. JR, yeah. what'd you think of Spider Hunt and Identity Crisis? Did you like it? Uh, they were okay. Um, actually, the, um, the, um, 
just before the uh, reboot of 99 I, and before the, the the gathering of five nonsense, I actually thought that uh, um, that era of Spider-Man wasn't bad. I mean, I really liked uh, uh, I thought I liked what J.M. Uh, yep. DeMathis was doing. Uh, I even Howard liked what and Howard John Romita Jr. had a great run on that Peter Parker Spider-Man book. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed they, a lot of their run on that. They did. I mean, I didn't care for Sensational. I thought Sensational was definitely the weak link. Uh, and Amazing under Tom DeFalco, it, it had its moments. But really, it wasn't that bad an era. Um, so um, that's one reason I was I was sad yeah, to see the, the remake come. Uh, let's see. Spidey, did, oh, did yeah. we get your thoughts on it? Did you like that that uh, era? I did, yeah. Spider-Man was a, a really enjoyable little storyline. I mean, uh, you know, I think Joey, Joey Z storyline, yeah. although it never went anywhere. You know, it, it kind of it meandered through, and then finally Spider-Man was really the climax of it, and, and, and of yeah. course, I didn't crisis right after it. Uh, Spider-Man really, really kind of entertaining. We got, we got... One thing I remember about this era was... You had three consistent artists on on three respective books: Mike Ringo, uh, Luke Ross, and John Romita Jr. Amazing really suffered, and I think this is part of, part of the problem with the Falcons run. Yep. He never had a consistent artist. This was the po- this was the post Bagley. Steve Scross was the longest I think he had, which lasted like five six issues, I guess. Yeah, well, no, Joe uh, Bennett actually was. The he wasn't bad. He actually, Joe Bennett. It wasn't bad. He just wasn't the best artist in the world. I, I certainly thought that Romita Jr. was a better yeah. artist, or, or even Luke Ross. Um, but you know, I I liked Identity Crisis. I liked uh, particularly mm-hmm. the, the Romita issues. The uh, I liked the Hornet and Prodigy. I thought I thought you had uh, the Mathis's Prodigy book was really really a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked the. Uh, the reference, one of my favorite scenes was when they debuted the costume with which Mary Jane designed. Uh, the, he asked, do I get my own, uh, my, <laughs> do I get my own cartoon on Fox? Remember that? And he said, uh, then he, and he asked, um, give a call to James Cameron in the morning, uh, Prodigy the movie played by Leo DiCaprio, which that was, that was kind of a wink of the nod at the time of who was going to play Spider-Man. Did you care for Luke Ross back in the day? I, I was kind of disappointed because I was so used to Sal Buscema on that Spec Spider-Man title. I I thought he was a worthy successor. I really did. I, I really yeah. liked uh, Luke Ross. He uh, he he kind of he kind of carried the book. He was a really good complement to uh, to. I, I missed the masses. He was very good. And, uh, yeah. Well, see, I don't remember Luke Ross on Spider-Man. I kind of like to check that out because he had a. A run with uh, Ron Mars on the last arc that Kyle Rayner had in the Green Lantern book. He did an excellent job, and then just recently he did an issue of Witchblade again with Ron Mars, and he did another very good job. So I didn't know he had done Spider-Man. Yeah, it was back in the late '90s. He had a good run with him. Uh moving. Oh, go ahead. Uh, he he took up his run started literally. Uh, in the middle of the lizard storyline that was in the Clone Saga towards the end, and went through all the way through the reboot. So you got a good two uh, three years worth of story with that. Yeah, it's one of those things. When I was younger, I didn't pay as much attention to uh, artists and their names and stuff. So I'm sure. I'm uh, Drama, your friend Spidey Dude and mine from uh, the other cast says hello. Nice new uh, signature there, Drama. Very nice for your the other Spider Cast. <laughs> uh, 
if you like if you like if you like that the way that the website's looking, it I'm really I have been hyping it up all cast. Drama is the web designer for SpideyDude.com in January two thousand eight. <laughs> Leopard Lad from London, U United K. <laughs> Have you any thoughts on Spider-Man Red Sonja? It's been, I've been enjoying it as a silly nostalgia rush, rush, and plus it could be the last time Peter and Mary Jane are seen happily married. Also, you need to start doing recommendations of the month. Again, again as seeing there isn't much Spider-Man to talk about. We, we will do recommendations at the end of the show, so have no fear, Leopard. Uh, Spidey Red Sonja, JR, what do you think of that book? We've lost Jr. <laughs> I don't care I for it. It could, have been, it could have been done in a one-shot. This is a retread of two yeah. other storylines. Uh, um, uh, didn't they do this Kulon Gath character when he sent New York back, back to the Hyborian age? And they, did, they did that, and then I think Mary Jane was Red Sonya once. It's been done. Don't waste your money. <laughs> Don't get the trade. What do you really think, Jr.? <laughs> but it's got good T. It's got t- good TNA. Come on I- now, that's the one perk about it. It's got good artwork. Yeah, but I'm so old that that part, those parts just don't work anymore, anyway. Oh man, that's that was way. It's like we're on Doctor right Laura <laughs> or something like that, <laughs> or Doctor Phil. <laughs> You too will be Dude, forty years old. Uh, <laughs> more, you've been reading Spidey Red Sonya. Uh, I've not been reading it at all. It's uh, you know I pretty much assumed it was going to be what Jr. is now confirming that it is, and I don't have the money to throw away on just nonsensical, non-mattering stuff like that. But uh, I will say to Leopard Lad that I've been saying the same thing to Brad for the past few months. I've, I've been missing the recommendations, yeah. so I'm glad. They're uh, Spidey month. dude, you picked up, have you picked up the book? I think it's a five-ish. Actually, I, and I, I, I've liked it so far. It's not been that bad. I mean, it's kind of it's a hell of a lot better than one more day. So, if you compare it, compare those it, two, uh, it's, it it's got good artwork. Mel Ruby, I think, is the artist on that book. He had a run on uh, the '90s Doctor Strange book. Look at my obscure Marvel knowledge. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I've always liked Mel Ruby's style. I think he does a solid artist. Um. Again, kind of like what Jr. said, we've been we've done this back in the '70s when Spider-Man and Red Sonja teamed up. Now I'm gonna cr- Marvel team up '79. Is that right, Jr.? Uh, it's that, around that there. book. I, I don't know. Last exactly. it was done in one. We're doing one in five now uh, with this book. Um, it's, exactly. it's it's not great. It's probably will get in a long box, and I won't read it for a good twenty or thirty years. But uh, yeah, it's it's so so, but I will give it one thing: it's got good TNA and it comes out on a timely manner. Two things, Marvel Amazing doesn't have. <laughs> I think me and you had this debate with the whole uh, Mary Jane statue back in the day. I I really really hate exploitative art in comic books and the whole TNA thing. That's why I loved when Witchblade turned from a TNA comic yeah. to a plot comic. That just gets to me. Plot? Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's a plot so, now. It's amazing. Wow. There's a new innovative idea. They took 80 <laughs> issues to uh, figure out. We are officially on page two oh, of the message board thread. Let's give a round of applause for page two. Hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and starting off page two is our buddy uh, F and Spider-Man from Colorado. It's been a while since he's asked a question. 
Uh, so I'm glad you're back, and you've taken the dress off, thank God. Uh, he says, I apologize for not being current with my <laughs> postings and podcast listenings. Please don't hold it against against me. But his cheesy fun question is, Spidey Dude and more were always arguing over certain topics on the show. Is there any chance of a closed-circuit grudge match in the future? <laughs> well, if we can get all these sponsors I've been trying to pimp out for the whole show, then I think we might be able to afford it, and I'd be up for it. I'd be up for you know, if, if money was no object, you know what would be fun? If all four of us were at a comic book convention and we record this live with all of us in the same room, that would be fun. Oh, it could yeah, be a video podcast. Be, that would be fun. Cool. Yeah, that would be good. In the same room, that would be a good time. If I, oh, God. Imagine being in the I don't know. I think, if they, I think if we did that, people would say we have good faces for radio. <laughs> good point. And if we were in the same room, me and Spidey Dude would probably <laughs> strangle each other at some point. I'd probably, I'd probably uh, whack you for we, talking we about straight. JMS too much, too more. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there you go. The question is, if we have the money, we'll do a closed cage match up something. Okay. <laughs> Uh, George Berriman, who is a good friend of JR's, welcome to the welcome to the George board. I mean, welcome to the board, George. <laughs> George says, "Question for the crew and hello, Fettinger, old boy." Uh, Fisk Cuffedly, look, he's making up words too. Fisk Cuffedly speaking. What was Spider-Man's greatest win against foes that might have overwhelmed him? There's Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 3, where Spider-Man beats the Hulk. There's Amazing Spider-Man 230, where Spidey beats the Juggernaut. Uh, juggernaut bitch. Uh, ASM 269 to 270, where he beats Fire Lord, a herald of Galactus. Or uh, Secret Wars Number 3, where Spider-Man beats the freaking X-Men where he also did way back in the day in X-Men 35. So which one was the greatest example of butt-kickery and Spidey-fightology? Good Lord, George. <laughs> That's a lot of words. And Spidey-dude, I've lived in the D-F-L-F-W-A... Oh, sorry. Dallas-Fort Worth area, my heart. There you go. Go Cowboys! Woohoo! Sorely disappointed, so... Podcast, man. Keep it quiet. Uh, JR, since George is your good buddy, why don't you answer it first? All right. Well, hello, George. Glad to hear from you again. Uh, George is kind of a, a legend with the uh, in the comics crowd with uh, one of the founders of Hero Realm. But uh, I know what his favorite fight is. He's he's probably he hasn't stopped talking about <laughs> Spider-Man kicking the X-Men's butt ever since it happened back in Secret Wars. Uh, my personal favorite of the group that he just mentioned probably would be Fire Lord. Uh, basically, Spidey just loses his temper and just wails on the guy and, and doesn't care what he tears up in the process. Uh, I've always felt that an enraged Spider-Man is not someone to be taken lightly. Uh, I think too many writers tend to forget that, and they make him a punching bag for everybody. And I think the, the Fire Lord story just shows that... Uh, that uh, you don't mess with there Spidey. You, you don't piss him uh, off. Spidey dude, what's your favorite of those he, George listed? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with... Uh, no, I'm going to have to agree with George. Beats the <laughs> freaking X-Men. God. I mean, you know, twi- not once, but twice. Once twice. with Wolverine, once without Wolverine. Yeah. Exactly. So the Wolverine-Spider-Man debate should be over. He beat him took and the Cyclops. He took out a uh, psychic... Or uh, Jean Grey or whatever. 
So X-Men and Fire Lord Morb, who do you, what's the best battle? I've been trying to think of something not on the list since I saw this question, because none of these are particularly strong memories for me, but I haven't been able to come up with one. So of those, I would have to go with the X-Men, because, you know, they're the freaking <laughs> X-Men, as he put it very well. Um, it's funny, actually, to hear JR say the Fire Lord one, because I've seen on a lot of message boards, a lot of comic books fans saying that the Spider-Man versus Fire Lord fight doesn't even hardly count, because it's such a mismatch of powers but uh now like i i, like I think mine is the juggernaut i have fond memories of those two issues i always thought he it really tested his responsibility you know that to stop this guy and i always thought that was a great book but again i think number two for me is fire lord i i remember i was like 11 or 12 when i read that book and i really enjoyed it it's a good classic DeFalco Friends uh, team-up of that book. But you know what? Uh, the annual number three where he beats the Hulk, I don't think he beat the Hulk, did he? I thought he just went underwater and kind of uh, breathed through a straw at the end of that. I thought the Hulk kicked his ass. Oh, no, no. That was... that was. Oh, yeah, that's the Green Goblin's first thing. appearance. I'm sorry. I think the uh, I think uh, the annual number three is uh, when Spidey got his first invitation oh. to join the Avengers, and they sent him after the Hulk. And at at that time, um, supposedly the Hulk didn't come to full strength right after he you know changed from Bob Banner, which is what he was being referred to at the time. <laughs> Stan forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> Poor and, Stan. Uh, <laughs> uh, then you know when he first yeah, they didn't call him Bob Parker sometimes. <laughs> Bob, come on down, Bob I'm Bob Parker. Anyway, um, Carnage rules number nine from Nevada, or Nevada. Is it Nevada, IA? What's Indiana? Nevada, Indiana? What's IA, guys? I guess so. Oh, Nevada, Iowa. Okay, or Nevada, Iowa. Whatever. Well, we have a Nevada, we have a Nevada, Missouri here, so I don't know which way to say it. But anyway, Carnage. Well, and in Kentucky we call it Versailles, Kentucky. But like, and, who knows? Anyway, Carnage guy. asks first a non-Spidey comment: "The Spidey dude go Eagles?" There you go, Spidey dude. Wow. <laughs> Second, while I know that many people do not like the Clone Saga, that is when I came back to Spidey full time after a long absence. I really enjoyed it, and having the new Spider-Man Ben Riley, I thought having him take the lead gave a breath of fresh air unlike what Spidey Dude just did, which uh, probably brought me back. With that being said, do you believe that Brand New Day will bring about a new breath of fresh air to Spider-Man? Hey, dude, you got to put a hyphen in Spider-Man, Carnage. <laughs> he put Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> We're picking on him. Anyway, I'll, I'll go first if you want. I, I think it will bring a new breath of fresh air. I think uh, launching it three times a month, three different writers or four, I think it's definitely going to boost sales, and I think it's going to be a success. But that being said, the marriage thing will hang over it and maybe take it down. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it nonetheless. JR, new breath of fresh air? Really? I don't think so. Uh, we, uh, we Internet fanboys <laughs> have long and bitter memories. Uh, and I think you're right. I think the whole marriage thing will hang over it, which is, uh, in a way, it's not entirely nope. fair to the new creative team. But um, you know that's the uh, you know that's the uh, that's the yep. um, nature you know, of the beast. Yeah, 
Yep, that's what they've joined. That's what that's what the, that's the that's, the role they've the cards we've been played into. So. Uh, Spidey dude, what do you think? Fresh bre- fresh breath there. Fresh. <laughs> fr- fr- <laughs> whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. Oh, well, I got yeah. vodka in this dude. Yeah, I'm that's, telling you. That's, that's, uh, well, I tell you right now, I really am hoping it's going to be a breath of fresh air. But at this point, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. More? And I don't think it's going to happen. So there you go. Uh, it's it's inevitable with the end of the marriage and a non-married Spider-Man being the first thing. It's just going to be a fresh ass. Clash. Oh, man. Woody one-liners. There are a lot of That's... bag and board these one-liners, people, because they're collectible. Uh, Wombat909 <laughs> comes back from the UK and says, What's your favorite One More Day and Brand New Day cover? Uh, JR, or, yeah, I'll start with more. What's your favorite? One more day and brand new day covers. Even though I hate what it represents, the uh, I still I mentioned this a couple of months ago. I still really like that cover that Joe Casada did for the last issue of One More Day. That's got the whole piece of glass pulled out of the picture of Spider-Man and Mary Jane. I mean, I hate what it symbolizes, yeah. but it's it's. Uh, really Spidey dude, what's your favorite cover? Uh, brand new day. I haven't really paid attention to brand new day covers, so. Uh, probably have to cruise more, but I know hell just froze over. I mean, the Dolphins won Dallas lost, and, and uh, I just agree with more. But twice, JR, so. are, you, are we going for go. the trifecta? Is that your favorite one more day? No. Okay. No. No, no, I like the mm-hmm. uh, the Mary Jane variant. Um, I don't know if it was Amazing or Friendly Neighborhood, but uh, the, the Mary Jane variant where she's just standing there looking forlorn. I, I'd uh, have to agree with I Morbius. Look at that. I'm with you. I like that that uh, one more day cover too, where the piece of glass is coming out. I think that's. I don't like the one more days where they they're going retro. I think those people are just ugly on the covers by Kusada. I just cannot stand that. And yeah, yeah. Well, it looked really good. Well, that they actually one, looked that, human in that picture. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably benefited from not having an actual full face on the whole thing with the broken. Yeah, the glass. sensational one. The sensational one with that ugly that. old woman and that ugly man that's supposed to be Peter on the cover. Just. And the funny thing is, it's not even supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, ugh, it's ugly. It's uh, my favorite brand new day cover is what I have as my wallpaper on my computer right now. It's that uh, McNiven one where um, the uh, camera is wrapped around Spidey's neck. And he's putting on the mask, and you've got a J. Jonah Jameson banner uh, billboard behind him. I really like that cover. I think it's really good. Anybody have, what's your favorite brand new day covers, guys? I like that uh, first Salvador LaRocca one that you used as a message board banner that's just kind of a Spider Man over top of the city, and it's kind of faded. It looks like kind of the, uh, he's got kind of the movie looking costume where the webs are kind of sticking out a little bit. Oh. Like JR, do you have a brand new a day favorite cover? No, not yet. I, uh, Spidey I don't dude? even recall seeing any of them. So. Your favorite brand oh, new day you know cover? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree oh, with, with like uh, that Brad. Okay. It, that was, that was uh, actually, Wombat that was, also says, with the recent like revelations and Sensation of 41, who would you choose to die? The person who raised you for your life or your loving, caring wife? That's kind of Dr. Seussish. Um I think we, I think, I think JR kind of talks about this last podcast or a couple months ago. Yeah, you shouldn't have to choose, or I forget what you said, JR. What'd you say? Well, I was about to say, uh, considering (laughs) if I had a loving, caring wife, I might. Holy cow, man! (laughs) I guess she doesn't listen to the podcast. 
But I, I, I think that's enough. I just, I've always, yeah. I think that's enough. JR, you should hop in your car right now, and I've got a couch for you in Missouri you can sleep on, all right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she doesn't listen to these anyway. She, uh, she, uh, in, in, a, in a moment of affection, she once referred to, uh, Spidey oh. Kicks Bud as my stupid website. Oh. So, you know. <laughs> okay, Spidey oh. Dude, your wife or your life? <laughs> I feel like a gunman in an alley. Give me your life or your wife. What do you want? <laughs> your aunt or your wife? Uh, what do you want, okay. Spidey Dude? Um, uh, no. Okay. My wife, man. Okay. Come on. My wife is, if, if my wife was as gorgeous as Mary Jane, hell, there would be a question. I'd be like, die, bitch, die. Okay, Morbius, follow that. Aunt May is like 120 <laughs> years old. going to die soon anyway. So, okay. give me the wife. And it's, it's, it's not actually even the question in the comic. It should be your aunt to die or your wife I'm, to I'm die. I'm lost. I'm Sam, it's obvious. He's gonna die in like five days. Uh, Sam Kirby, uh, great signature pick, by the way. Uh, Morbius still there? Hello? Did we lose Morbius? Okay. No, I, I think I Sam Kirby uh, pulled your plugs or something. Anyway, Sam Kirby says he can't really think of much since I don't buy the comics these days. Well, he's not missing much. Uh, my whole thing was I told my wife years ago that I'd quit my comic <laughs> buying when monthly Spideys went over two bucks. Looks like that time has come and gone. What do you guys think is too much to pay? It said if it starts if it stays at three ninety nine in the U S. Will you keep buying? What about four ninety nine? That's all I got. I, I think I'm going to keep buying until I can't afford it. How about you guys? Yeah. Well, well I'll I'll keep, I, I, it's... And for all of us, I think we're kind of spoiled because we're paying a dollar eighty-five for a yeah. two ninety-nine comic on MailRoadComics.com. So if you know it gets much above that, even for a three ninety-nine issue, I think I'm paying two forty-seven, yeah. which is still less than two ninety-nine. So by this point, if I have to start paying three ninety-nine, goodbye. I mean, would you would you go to trades? Uh, would you go to trades, or would you quit buying the singles? That. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do. I mean, I reread, or actually, I read for the first time um, Frank Miller and John Romita Jr.'s Daredevil Man Without Fear series recently, and uh, that was like cardstock cover, no ads, uh, oversized issues, yeah. and it was two ninety five. And there was a note in there from the editor in the front of each one. And in the last one, it said, uh, you know, we really wanted to give you your money's worth and appreciate all the people that have stuck with this thing, even with what book is the this again? overly hefty cover price. Man Without Fear. Frank oh, Miller back in the early Chinese 90s. Junior okay. Daredevil Origin. Yeah, it was like 93, 94, I think. I mean, that's, they're talking about the overly hefty cover price they're apologizing for at two ninety nine and uh, or two ninety five. And you've got DC every time they have some kind of a special these days yeah. charging you four ninety nine, which DC I think is actually worse than Marvel because Marvel usually yeah. does three ninety nine, which is still too bad. But I mean, all the Green Lantern specials recently have been four ninety nine. Yeah. It's just that's expensive. My ass. So I, I mean, I don't know what I would do, but I think three ninety nine. Once it hits three ninety nine, you're going to see even less of a readership than we have yeah. now. And Jr., how, how much is too much? That's a, you know yeah. that's that is a really good question, and it's a question uh, that I hope mm-hmm. Marvel and uh, and DC are asking. 
themselves um, how much is too much because right now, frankly, I think it's too much. I mean, most of us are are buying out of habit, not because uh, we perceive that we're getting a, 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 yeah. the you know our money's worth. Um, I you know, and really, I mean, it is the prices as they are now have caused me to to cut back. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to I used to buy a lot more. Uh, non-Spider-Man related comics, and basically yeah. I've cut back to just about the Spideys. Um, so I, I can probably uh, I can probably tolerate um, you know uh, a bump in price for a while um, to collect you know to, to collect the Spider-Man. But uh, basically, it's going to prevent me from from buying anything else. I mean, you know, why, why take a chance on something yeah. that costs three ninety nine or four ninety nine? I mean, for for basically something that you can read before you get done on your average crap on the toilet. And sometimes the books come in handy when they're on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, no, it, these price yeah. these price increases are going to kill the industry. Well, um, so yeah, you know, I, yeah, I don't, that's a really good question. Spidey dude, what's your t- what's your thoughts? How much is too much for you? Uh, I think three ninety nine is too much anyway. But um, I will. Uh, I've been. I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm going to anyway. We've we've talked about this before. I haven't completely made the switch over to MailOrderComics.com yet. If it stays yeah. at 399, I will. Uh, it'll be bye bye comic shop. Um, I have my reasons for staying with with my comic shop, but it'll be completely MailOrderComics.com. So I guess the one place we'll gain. The thing is, you know, it shouldn't be more <laughs> than you know. When I started collecting, it was sixty cents, or when I remembered looking at prices, it was sixty cents. Uh, for comics. And, and you know, they're not impulse buys. We've had this conversation before, but they're not impulse buys. They're not, when you're checking out at the, the checkout, they're at the end cap or whatever. Uh, when, when they get to the pr- price point where they're almost as much as a movie or, or, uh, a rental movie, I think it's too much. But you also have to consider paper pro- paper costs too. I think that's one of the things that, uh, is making, the prices go up for paper. That's why I've. Yeah, but what you just said about rental movies, though, I mean, paper costs. That's true. Definitely, that's much true. Actor costs. Well, I mean, you can rent a movie. What two ninety nine, three ninety nine? Some video stores. I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to vending machines now and mm-hmm. rent uh, rent new releases for a dollar. Even if I'm going to pay, if I'm not watching. Um, a TV show on TV that I've already paid for. If I'm going to go online to iTunes, I can download an entire 42-minute yeah. episode of TV for 99 cents. And we're talking 99 cents for 42 minutes of entertainment with paying actors and sets and crews and everything versus 2.99 bare minimum for maybe sometimes, you know, if it's a... You know, one one thing I think also that, that uh, jacks the prices up for comics is the distribution of them isn't so widespread as, say, a movie. Uh, you don't have a comic book in, in video stores everywhere you go. I mean, you have to search out your comics. You can't buy them everywhere. And I think... It, yeah, that's true. Well, and that's true, but whose fault is that? You know, there, there are remedies that the industry needs yeah, to make rather than just squeeze... And hopefully, the, I remember reading maybe a year or plus ago, that they would be in 7-Elevens. And I don't have any 7-Elevens in my area, but it would be great if they were in all gas stations, which would be perfect. Yeah, Walmart and gas stations would be great for comics. So... Or put them in Kroger. I mean, everybody goes grocery shopping. 
Kroger and Meyer, you know, exactly. between those two. You've well, got good cr- question, Sam. Thank you very much. Uh, FSU Spider Fan from Greenville, North Carolina says, How much does it suck that the TV seasons are all interrupted? <laughs> I agree. A lot. Yeah, I'm just catching up it on uh, movies. Actually, that was what I'm doing. With I'm rewatching my old Stargate Atlantis DVDs right now, yeah. and I mean, I enjoy it, but damn. I mean, the biggest hit for me was, uh, you know, now we've got shows that are taking a couple of weeks off and then coming back and then taking a couple of weeks off just so they can save up their episodes. And Smallville took three weeks off in a row, came back this week with... Oh, don't tell me that. Episode. I missed it. <laughs> one of the best cliffhangers. Oh, man. It is one of the best cliffhangers I ever saw in TV. And now they're not on the schedule for next week. Now I don't know when they're coming JR, back. are you and missing just, some of your yeah, shows because of this writer's strike? Uh, no, I, uh, I don't watch hardly any primetime TV. My, uh, considering that I have two kids, they control the TV watching. Uh, I can probably tell you, um, you know, uh, all you need to know about Hannah Montana. But, uh, well, I think we've already I heard all we need to know on Hannah Montana, which is nothing. I, I, no, I don't, I don't miss this. I mean, I, you know, the, uh, my TV watching, in fact, I was just watching, uh, uh the A&E stuff on, uh, cold case files and stuff like that. Uh, network television has just stunk for a very long time, in my opinion. And, uh, if the writers yeah. never came Spidey back, Duty, you're missing I something? Care. Are you, mi- heroes? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm missing heroes. <laughs> I'm missing heroes. Yeah, but at least heroes and prison break both got to film a fall finale, so we had a closing to a mini-season yeah. on I'm that, s- and we're not getting that with other shows. I'm strangely missing late-night TV. I'm missing Letterman and Leno. I, 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 I'm I, surprised how much I'm missing them. I'm, I'm, I haven't watched Letterman and Leno <laughs> since they went off. I don't really care for the reruns. Speaking of that, I, you know what I wish they would do on TV Land is run the old Johnny Carson Tonight shows. I think that would be, at, like, at 10.30 at night would be perfect. But that's... Well, you know, man, they got to start running yeah. stuff like Three's Company and yeah. then some uh, crappy old movies, so <laughs> don't have room. Uh, FSU, Spider fans, uh, other question is, Brad, how did it feel to be an Amish person for a week? It really sucked, dude. <laughs> In case you missed it, I, I've been without electric for six days, which uh, is god-awful. I, I now know what a... Uh, crack addict or someone addicted to nicotine is like i wish i had an internet patch that i could i could wear because i was uh, uh missing my internet i was missing everything we uh, we luckily had a fireplace we had this ice storm that happened in missouri and we were down for six days and luckily we have a fireplace and we we uh, uh got the house temperature up to the mid 50s so <laughs> Uh, it, just awful. I caught up on a lot of my uh, comic book pile, but I had to read them by flashlight. On uh, I would put because just one flashlight isn't enough to light up a comic. I had to put a flashlight on my left shoulder and my right shoulder as I was in my lazy boy, creating an X that would <laughs> uh, shine light on the book. So I <laughs> sitting in the lazy boy with two flashlights reading crap from Marvel. <laughs> And man, some of those Spider-Man family <laughs> books. God bless. I know why I put them off reading them so long. Um, he also says, uh, JR, way to go on resuming new articles. So yay, JR. What, JR? Pleasure. 
Oh, there you go. My pleasure. <laughs> I tell you what, oh, my procedure. <laughs> I thought that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I about had one trying to get through that. Uh, oh yeah. That, uh, first I, I like what Civil you said. War. You had to had to trim it down because you were so uh, disgusted by it. <laughs> A lot of editing took place. On that article. Uh, Spidey Dude, how about them Cowboys getting beat at halftime by the Eagles? Uh, they weren't beat at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly we have an H.R. Giger alien on the line. Uh, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's next to uh, Morbius, how, how much does it suck that you missed out on the slot interview because you had no voice? <laughs> Friggin' lot. <laughs> lot, 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 lot. But um, yeah, yeah it was, it was a fun interview that morning, and uh, I do hate that. I, didn't, I do hate that I didn't get to talk to him. But on the other level, it, really, I have not read hardly any Dan Slot, so I didn't have a lot of meaningful stuff to add to it anyway. And it was fun to just listen to it as a listener for once and get that experience. So. It is I think if we would have had you just, on, that show would have been four hours, brother. <laughs> Man. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, host. we've reached the last question of the night. I thought we'd have a place. There you go. <laughs> uh, George Berriman. Again, George is back. He says, could Jack... Hey, George. <laughs> Hi, George. George. Uh, Hello, George, George, I like your hand, your uh, signature, George, quote, old school. So definitely one of JR's bunch. Uh, could Jackpot actually be a character that Mary Jane is going to be playing in the Spider-Man movie, Inside Amazing Spider-Man? Menace has been solicited as, quote, see the villain of the fifth Spider-Man movie today. Could he be the villain in said movie? I, and I know it sounds confusing, but let me break it down like this. Could Jackpot be a character Mary Jane is playing same way as she had a role on Secret Hospital? I am not saying it's evidence of the marriage remaining intact, just that there may be a super-powered Mary Jane post one more day, as some speculate. So, J.R.? Uh, you know, to be honest, um, <laughs> I don't e- I'm not even going to speculate. Uh, we're... we're uh, We've been speculating so long on what's going to happen. I think I'm just going to wait for that first month of uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And Menace, is that the opinion. character that's on that glider-looking thing? He's kind of gray. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I yeah, was wondering who that was. Yeah, uh, So you don't want to speculate. Uh, Morb? No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, if, might as well start. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. to read Me too. I, I wish we had some out. <laughs> uh, Morb is is uh, MJ going to be a character in a movie in Menace, or I don't know. Morb, what do you think? <laughs> I highly, highly doubt it. But uh, if what I think is going to happen, being you know the end of the marriage, is actually going to happen, then uh, after reading that, yeah. I'd rather have Mr. Uh, Barry dude. writing the title. So, what do you think? Yeah, that's a very interesting theory. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think Menace is going to be a, a bad guy in the movie. Hey. I mean, we've got too many that have been around forty years. It's going to be in the movie, in my opinion. You got the lizard to go to. Hell, I think they'd hit. Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously. Just I, th- like I think uh, Carnage has a better chance of being in the fifth movie over Menace. So, 
Yeah. Well, actually, Carnage has a better chance of being the uh, in a movie instead of the plot yeah. for one more day, Spider-Man <laughs> Seven. And, and I'm not that big a fan of Mary <laughs> Jane having superpowers super either. Quote. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. Not a fan either. On many levels. Okay, it's time for Morbius's favorite part of the show, the recommendations. So, in that spirit, I'll let Morbius go first. What's your recommendations for the month as we wrap up our last show of 2007? All right, I've got uh, two comics and a TV show this month. Um, I've been building them up over the past few months. Um, First comic I'm going to recommend, not necessarily because it's the greatest one I'm reading, mm-hmm. but because I don't think anybody but me is reading it, oh. is X-Men Emperor Vulcan. It's a five-part miniseries, and I think the reason people aren't reading it is because it's spun off of Brubaker's Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire storyline in Uncanny X-Men. And so people are just saying, you know, this it's, it's the same thing, I didn't like that, I'm not going to read this, but... It's very different. It's written by Christopher Yost, uh, one of the two writers of New X-Men, so anybody that reads that mm-hmm. knows he keeps a pace going. And that was the big uh, complaint launched against Brubaker's stuff was that it just took too long. This one, if anything, it goes mm-hmm. too fast. I mean, this thing just keeps on trucking. Um, the art's really good. It's by Paco Diaz. He keeps basically Billy Tan's same style but makes it look good, um, which, you know, I think is a definite improvement. But it's only a five-part miniseries. It's got some important developments for any X-Men Shi'ar fans, any fans of Havoc, uh, Polaris, Rachel Gray, or Summers, whatever she is right now, those characters. So, it's an entertaining read. It's no Sinestro Core War or Annihilation, cool. but something more people should be reading, I think. Um, second one is Angel After the Fall, the new... Uh, I think they're saying it's a 12-part comic that might be able to become an ongoing. That's the Season mm-hmm. 6 comic for Joss Whedon's Angel show. And I've only read one issue so far, but it is far and away better than the new Buffy comic. This thing takes you to all the places you want to see after seeing the show and has all the character moments, all the characters. There are a couple of surprise characters that I love showing up, and it's just so much better written than Buffy has been. So I really love that comic. Anybody that likes the show should read it. I think Spidey Dude was Um, saying something. What were you saying? Yo. Who showed up? Uh, just out of curiosity, Kev. Did you watch Angel? Yeah, I watched Angel. Uh, well, just, okay, spoilers on for, uh, Angel after the fall. Um, Gwen, Electro Girl from season four. Really? Showed up, and, uh, Nina, the werewolf that, uh, Angel kind of dated <laughs> at the end of the fifth season. <laughs> yeah. Both showed up working for Connor, Angel's son, as kind of the fallout shelter because Los <laughs> Angeles has officially been sucked into hell. Oh. So when Angel rescues people, he sends them to Connor and Nina oh. and Gwen are working for All right, them. anything else, Morb? Those characters. Nice. Yeah, I've got, uh, I don't know how much it uh, matters to recommend <laughs> a TV show at this point, because who knows if it's going to be on again. What's that? But, uh, I haven't heard of that. Moonlight. New. It's a new show on CBS. Of course. Um, it's a vampire <laughs> show. And the thing is... It seems like such a ripoff of Angel because it's a vampire private detective in L.A. So <laughs> I, I wanted to hate it. <laughs> I really did. I went into it wanting to say this is a ripoff. It's crap. I hate it. But I watched it anyway because it's a vampire show, so I had to check it out. And it turned out to be a really entertaining show. It has a lot of good points to it, some good acting. And um, 
And it's just for anybody that likes that particular genre, it's a very solid show. It's got its rip-off elements of Angel, but it's different enough that you don't think about that all the time, and you can just enjoy it. Cool. But I don't know when it'll be back. Uh, Spidey Dude, today. your recommendations for the month. Yes. My recommendations for the month. Um, let's see. I, as a lifelong Cowboys fan, uh, <laughs> there's one thing I do want to recommend. First of all, well, two things. Two things. One, if you ever get a chance to see any NFL game, particularly a Cowboys game or any, if you have a local team, if you can get tickets, get them, take them, go see it, go see it live. It's so much different than seeing it on TV. Fantastic experience. I mean, that was a great day. Dance a lot to start the day and then to end the day, I get to see the Cowboys win. So, uh, and then my recommendation, if, if you're a Cowboys fan, is the book called The Greatest Team Ever. It's a chronicles of the uh, early 90s dynasty of the Dallas Cowboys talking about the three, three Super Bowls in four cool. years. And it goes up, it Anything else? That, to, so. uh, uh, go see the NFL in person and, and a book. Cool. All right, JR, what's your recommendation um, for shit, December? Yeah. I was about to say, I have to think about this. Um, my sons actually want me to take him to bed, but, uh, one of, uh, yeah. one of my old cronies, uh, in a message board poster, uh, Bertrand Beetle has, um, on Live Journal posted a, uh-huh. uh, long series on Gwen Stacy, which is kind of, uh, uh, kind of one of the, you know, uh, something similar to, to what I would, would do if I looked at it. Um, it's it's very very picture heavy. So uh, if you don't have a lot of bandwidth, uh, but he's got some uh, interesting observations on Gwen, and uh, he's he definitely feels about <laughs> Gwen the way I felt about Mary Jane apparently. So uh, I think of I don't have a link right now, but I'm sure you can find it if you go to, to either the Spidey Kicks but Mitch's message board uh, and look it up. So uh, yeah. an interesting cool. perspective. And on anything else, Jerry? No, 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 that's, <laughs> You've been on the road too much to do anything. Me. <laughs> I've been on the road, I've been on the road trying to get, uh, to work done and, uh, I just got back this weekend and, of course, then my daughter had two things going this weekend and, like I, I told you guys earlier, I spun out today in the snow <laughs> and, uh, I, I've had a long My week. recommendation is, oh, no, shut up. <laughs> but at least I had power. <laughs> Uh, my recommendations, we've, I've got a movie, a comic book, and a novel. Uh, the movie I'm recommending is The Mist by Stephen King. It's got, uh, oh, the guy that played the Punisher, um, Thomas Jane. Uh, it's also directed Thomas by Frank Darnbott. I think is his name, how you say it. He directed The Shawshank Redemption. I didn't expect much from this movie, I, I, uh, but man, it is really good. I, I, I didn't read the short story by Stephen King from back in the day, but... Really good movie. It's, it's, I saw the movie last week because I didn't have a damn thing to do at the house, so we went to the movie theater. <laughs> and I saw The Mist, and it's a really good movie. So it's been out for at least a month, so catch it if you can still at your movie theater or pick it up on DVD because it was really good. Uh, comic, I, as I told you in my power outage, I've read a whole bunch of comics, and one that sticks out in my head that I thought uh, more people need to be reading, and not many people are, it's kind of like Ant-Man was, uh, Ms. Marvel. By writer Brian Reed is a really good book. I'm, I'm surprised. I've uh, caught up. I uh, read about four or five months worth of Ms. Marvel, and it's a really good book. Uh, if you, I know there are very few of you, but if you're a Sleepwalker fan or a Machine Man, they're supporting characters in this book, and they're done <laughs> in a fun way. I mean, it's just a well-written book. It's uh, 
Uh, she's the leader of the Mighty Avengers book, because that damn thing doesn't come out on time. So if you want to read about the leader of Mighty Avengers, check out Ms. Marvel, because a um, really well-written book. I, I, I hope to read more from Brian Reed. He's a good writer. Uh, the novel, I haven't, I haven't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it, and I think, uh, JR would probably be interested in picking this up. It's, uh, Star Trek Before Dishonor. It's written by Peter David. Uh, basically, uh, you've got all the Trek universes coming together. You've got, uh, the stories about the Borg and Seven of Nine, and I read, like, the first couple pages, and, and Captain Janeway, or Admiral Janeway, has a dream of a 60s-era Shatner coming to wake her up in bed. So after reading that first page, I'm like, holy hell, this ought to be really good. <laughs> so Shatner waking up Admiral Janeway in bed, uh, you, you can't top a intro like that. So pick up Star Trek Before Dishonor. It's got a Jerry Ryan uh, image on the front, and it's got a Borg cube behind her. So And our friend Peter David, one of my favorite writers, penned it. So. Is the original no. cast... Uh, I, from what I understand, Spock day? is in the book, and it's it's uh, set in the next gen yeah. era with uh, Voyager uh, playing a little bit of part with the uh, Seven of Nine as the main lead. I think. Yeah. Well, oh, gang, okay. I guess we'll that wraps that up the show. Any closing well, uh, comments? Well, we've yeah. been a fun year. We, we, we've done this. Uh, we've we've put out more than twelve episodes this year, so it's been kind of yep. uh, it's very successful. I'm I'm excited for all the. The, the growth, the, the growth of the show. A lot of people around the world have listened to this show over the last year, so I really appreciate all the listeners that, uh, come to the crawl space, and I can tell I've, I get a, a summary of where everybody's listening. I've got every, every, I think every continent listens to this show, so thank you for that. And, you know, before we go, we have one more bit of business we have to do. We have to pick a winner of our Spider-Man the Icon book. Uh, we're going to give away a copy, and then the contest was that you had to make a banner for our message board. And we got a lot of nice entries. We got some from uh, Drumma, Nat, Inslee. Uh, also, we have some from Webhead 770. So let's go around the the board and see who likes what. Who is what's your vote, or who's the person that you like, uh, Jr. Who should win the book, in your opinion? Well, let's see. Looking through these, I mean, uh, I'll kind of uh, have various different little things and things to recommend it. Uh, of course, I'm always partial to one in which the Green Goblin shows up, that <laughs> striker, uh, yeah. but it's kind of seasonal, and uh, something that we can use more than once, I think, would be a good idea. Um, I'd have to uh, probably go with um, this one here uh, by, uh, let's see here, Drama, I have some more. Uh, <laughs> that thread? Yeah. Which one's your favorite of that group? I'd say probably the one where um, it's the the image of Spider-Man from that uh, one-shot Spider-Man, red, white, and blue all over. It's just it's between the Spider-Man loves Mary Jane and the yeah. uh, the Iron Spidey. That's cool. Uh, that one there. That's your vote. Uh, so we have one for Drama and Spidey Dude. Who do you like? What what what? Who should win the contest and with what banner? Who's well, your? Well, I like. I'm not just saying this just because she's my uh, you know partner in crime so to speak i do like a uh, drama's i'm batman spidey i'm partial to that one but i and I, I would be a hypocrite if i didn't say i didn't love the uh, scarlet spider one which is my avatar um but i, I do I, I gotta agree with jr I, I do like the the way that that i always love that image of red white and red all over mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <that> image, so <laughs> red white and black yeah. all over or what what was that uh, title uh, 
Red, white, and red. Black, white, and red all over. Oh, yeah, black. Yeah, it's a good, neat little story. Uh, and so I think I recommended it one month. So I do like that one. That's my that's my vote from drama. So the same image Jr. picked, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Morbius, what's your pick? Who should win the? Holy well, cow! We, we've entered it. A... Wow. Who's got the heavy breathing? I don't know, but we're gonna have to charge four ninety five a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your pick, Morbius? Who do you like? Um, well, it's not the uh, one that he actually chose to win, but since Spidey Dude mentioned it, everybody gets to take a shot. Um, my favorite is, uh, and I don't want to sound like there's a board bias for her, but Drummond's very first image here, the Yes, I'm Batman uh, <laughs> banner. That's It's it's funny, it's simple, it looks good. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay, we've got three votes for Drummond. Will the host go with Drummond? Yes, he will go with Drummond. <laughs> Drummond, Jen, congratulations, you won the contest. My favorite image is also the one that JR and Spidey Dude said. I really like that one of, uh, where the Crawl Space logo is kind of like a, as a billboard on the left hand side and, and the red, white, and blue or blue screwed and tattooed Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever the name of that damn book. <laughs> I also like the one she did below where it looks like the Spider-Man Crawl Space logo is like graffiti on a wall. That one really looks cool. I don't like the Iron Spidey image, but I love how she put the, uh, the, the logo as like graffiti on a wall. So she, in my opinion, has been the most creative, and congratulations, Drama. We will be sending you a copy of the book, and Steve Saffel will uh, send an autographed uh Little letterhead of of uh, with Spider Man on it, so you get an autograph, and you get the book. So Merry Christmas and and Happy Holidays to Drama. And we'll wrap up this marathon of a show. It clocked in a little over two hours, and we really only planned for an hour. But, uh, you know, when we get talking, we really can't shut up. I don't know if that's a good thing, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And I want to thank uh, all the people that submitted banners for the uh, Crawl Space contest. They all looked really good. And hopefully in 2008 we can have another contest to give away some cool spider stuff. Now, also, I want to give a shout-out to MailOrderComics.com for sponsoring this show. They've been great partners this whole year, and their continued support is much appreciated. So be sure to check them out at MailOrderComics.com. And, gang, have a happy holidays, and we'll see you back in 2008 with more Crawl Space goodness. I'm Brett Douglas, and I'll see you on the boards and the site at SpiderManCrawlSpace.com.